Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. It's just you and me now, podcast. Like, to advertise this movie with, it's just you and me now, sport. Yeah. Like, I don't, if I go to see this movie thinking it's going to be that tagline, yeah. not what I expected. The con- well, the context clues are the movie's called Manhunter. He's you're a man assuming hunter. there is a manhunt. Sure. So Hunting you're like, I can kind of see how that fits in, but the line on its own isn't like, it sounds oh, like something you say shit. at like a golf game. It's right. a grandfather where you don't exactly. call anybody sport. Yeah. That's like Peter Fox. Like, here, I'm going to show you how to play baseball kind of movie. <laughs> For a second, I thought he was going back to Florida with his family. Right? <laughs> you and me now, sport. Like, you would, yeah, you would say that during a chess match, right? Right. The other one I was going to do. An amateur chess match. An Not even a high stakes one. Right. If you said that during a high stakes one, the guy would be like, huh, sport? Yeah, what are you talking about? Call me an asshole. Even if you said that in like a, a Washington Square Park chess match, they'd be like you don't deserve to be at this table <laughs> this table that is often occupied by homeless people and he's talking to someone who murders and bites people it's a little casual <laughs> hey, sport. I'll say <laughs> hey sport it's you and me now the other one was uh, and if one does what podcast does enough times one will become as podcast is that's pretty good is he trying do you see yes what is is he trying to be not Scottish in this yeah. He's got the weird inflections. A little bit. He yeah. smooths out his accent. As time goes on, he becomes He's someone a who weird can... accent guy. Because him in X2, yes. he's doing like sort of a southern accent. Right. But half the time you're like, wait, is this guy supposed to be like, you know, he's right. it's half. I, I, I was burning villages in Nam while you were still sucking on your mother's teat. He does say that. He does. He has that thing kind of like Liam Neeson where even when he's playing an American, you're like. He's not American, right? Right. 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 It, it, this doesn't sound like an American talks. Right. It's like, is he a Scottish guy who like moved to Kentucky right. like when he was 35? Like right. that's the only way I can explain this. Right. In any Liam Neeson movie where he's like, I was born in Louisiana. <laughs> but every single person who has played Hannibal Lecter. Yes. Is not American. Correct. Hannibal Lecter is American, I guess, but he's eventually you realize he's from Europe. I guess. Welsh, Lithuania, right? Right. If the TV show right. is to be believed, yes, that's right. Right, but the rundown is Welsh, Scottish, French, yeah, and, and Danish? Mads is Danish, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we were we were talking about this yesterday, and I'll introduce the show in about forty five minutes. Yeah, sure, sure. we'll fine. get to it. Yeah, uh, but but David and I uh, me blew our load a little bit, but but now we have two guests to discuss this with. <laughs> Um, how weird it is that Hannibal Lecter is a franchise. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I know that this movie is the one that's like outside of the continuity. It counts. Yeah. But, well, the name is spelled differently. Yeah. yeah. To spell make it, it differently. So it's just a double, right? There's like another Lecter. Right. And I think because we were going over, there's the weird thing where Dino De Laurentiis is producer on every Hannibal Lecter movie Except other than Silence. the one that won Best Picture. Right. Right. <laughs> and right. I think it's sense. because they misspelled it in this. I think there was some loophole. I can probably look up what the like vagaries of why yeah. he doesn't own the rights to the Silence of the Lambs are. Like it's something to do with that. He had to give permission where he was like, "You can use the characters because I'm not going to make another Thomas Harris movie." Right, they're all different books, so maybe he didn't right. own the rights to just that Silence of the Lambs. I don't know, but then Dino De Laurentiis was sort of just like. Hey, you want to take my advice? Don't make a Hannibal Lecter movie. It always loses money. He owned... And then they uh, made Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. 
I think it's just that he may have just owned Red Dragon. Weird. I don't know, though, because didn't he produce Hannibal? The, like, Hannibal? Hannibal, no, Hannibal Rising. Is for All sure. It, yeah. 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 Hannibal's yeah. terrible. Yeah, right? he did. It is right. terrible. Yes, well, that's the you. thing I was talking about with Griffin. One, yeah. that it's crazy that it's a franchise in Hollywood that there's a psychiatrist who eats people. Right. <laughs> and he's like kind of a middle aged gentleman. Right. Two, it's insane that the guy who's most iconic for it, uh-huh. Hopkins, only is in one good movie, and the other good things are not Hopkins. And yes. people like those two. Yeah. Well, I think Anthony Hopkins is a pretty good actor, and he's, he's done other actor. other good movies. He's you said a... he's only been in one good movie. No, I'm saying his <laughs> other lectors. Hannibal movie. His, oh, okay. Come his on. other lectors are bad. Like no one's like, I love Red Dragon. Ratner really knocked it out of the park. Like people are like, oh, it's okay. I've met people who think that. That's I, insane. Really? People who are like, that's his good movie, don't you know? I'm like, no, it isn't. I mean, is it Ratner's good movie? I you can make that argument. He didn't fuck sure. it up. Like, sure. it's okay. That was that run where Ratner was like, what if I was classy? And everyone's like, you, Brett, you don't have to even try. <laughs> when are you guys doing Ratner on the show? Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, you I mean. You pitched him. Right. Uh, uh, in, in my opinion, he is the def- definitive opposite of our show. Uh, because he never really got a blank check. He was a total journeyman guy who a studio would be like, Come in and only do an adequate job, and if you you push back with us at all, fuck you, right? Yeah, and you know what's interesting? And actually, Ratner was like, "I'm not pushing back, baby. He this did, sounds great." He did have a couple blank check projects that never get made. Oh, really? Like his totally ill-advised uh, Hugh Hefner biopic that he wanted to make forever and oh, ever and ever. I'm sure that would go. He should make that now. He right. should make that now. That would uh, kill. Ocean's Eleven was supposed to be his blank check. He developed Ocean's right. Eleven, right? And then he dropped out to do Superman. And then sure. got fired off of Superman. Right. But he, like, always had this resentment that Soderbergh got to take it to the finish line. He was like, I was, I wanted to do Downey Jr. Hugh Hefner, which would have been a nightmare movie. <laughs> yep. Um, his, you know what his best thing is? Brett Ratner? Yeah. Uh, Rush Hour 1. The, the prison break, break pilot. That's the best thing he's ever directed, in really? my opinion. Yeah. I love that pilot. It's such a good pilot. He's one of those guys where it's like... You guys can weigh in on Brett Ratner's best work. I I mean, I I don't (laughs) have it in front of me. Uh, uh, I mean, it would have to be... I didn't hate Red Dragon, so I guess it does have to be that. I'm kind of leaning that way, too, because Brett Ratner just doesn't make the movies I like, but now Mick G, guys. Oh, That is a blank check candidate, if I ever heard of one. We could do Mick G. We could do Mick G. I think it would be boring. And the drop-off recently, it's like well, he did that he like just, Netflix. The Netflix right. Bella Thorne movie? Oh, yeah. man. What's it called? It's called The Babysitter. The Babysitter. Right. And he did the the Haley Steinfeld, the Cos movie. Uh, the right? Haley, oh, Three Days to Kill? Correct. Mm. Not good. Um, Not good. <laughs> yeah. This means war, not so good. But they both uh, had that I just, thing. I just got that you were talking about Kevin Costner I'm and trying not to take Bill it back. Cosby. I'm trying to take it back. I'm trying to rebrand it. I think That's someone fair. in the world should be called The Cos. And Kevin Costner still rules. You know what the best thing... No, you know what? He didn't direct the OC pilot. He just developed the OC. I was about to say McGee's best thing Lyman is the OC directed pilot, the OC Doug pilot. Lyman directed yeah. Didn't he do Fastlane? Yes, that yes, was a McGee. He okay. does a lot of TV. Right. He did like the Lethal Weapon remake that has lost like, every actor. <laughs> like, <laughs> like everyone keeps quitting and they're like, we're going to keep making this for some reason. Boy. Yeah. Right? Yes. No. Uh, all facts. Okay. Yes. Uh, I do love that like the McGee Ratner parallel thing where they're like, okay, but seriously, I'm a serious director. <laughs> like they both went through those phases where they were doing all this press where they're like, I know it's easy to dunk on me and I'm a music video guy and I'm kind of a greasy goofball. And I call myself McGee. Right. <laughs> 
Right, but do you remember when he was doing like Terminator Salvation sure. Press? Yeah. And he was like, look, James Cameron wasn't James Cameron when he made Piranha. It was Terminator that like, and I'm, I'm saying, I don't want to jinx it, but I feel like this is going to be my Terminator. And they were like, Terminator it, Salvation is your Terminator? It is your Terminator. It is. I, I mean, mean, that's right. what it is. It's right. early your as Terminator. Right. right, he did We Are Marshall. He did. That right. was him trying to be serious. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, the whole thing with that movie is that he hates planes. He refuses yes. to fly. So he made it because he was like, this is the movie that, like, reaffirms my belief that planes are evil. It's the one <laughs> thing I'm fully on board with McGee. an entire football team. So yeah. You could do it back-to-back with Lars von Trier now, right? Another mm-hmm. no-plane guy. Yeah. yeah. Just no-plane podcast. Plane check. Mick, Mick G was hired to do Superman when Ratner got fired, had a green light, and they said, but you have to film it in Australia, and he quit the movie. <laughs> I Total respect. As it, someone who is a major, I hate yeah. planes. I'm not a fan of him either. I do remember something about, like, right when he was, I think it was Charlie's Angels, he was doing press for that, mm-hmm. and somebody actually asked him, is it Mick G or MCG? Uh-huh. <laughs> and he got really angry. He's like, fuck you. Like, it's I'm not, clearly Mick G. Yeah, it was, it's, it's Mick G because people were confusing with MC Ganey. <laughs> <laughs> right. He just, like, got, like, the sweats, and you could tell he was kind of pissed off by it, but it was like, yeah, it's Mick G. I wish... His name was MCG. I think I'd have more respect if Definitely. he was a director named MCG. I just remember he, he like, when he was doing the, the Terminator press once again, he was like, you know, I make one mistake in my life. I register with the DGA as Mick G. And I'll never live it down. Um, um, introduce the show. Yes, this, of course, is Plain Check. <laughs> uh, it's a podcast about directors who are afraid to board a commercial airline. Um, no, it's not. I'm goofing. You're goofing. I'm a goofing, spoofing. It's a podcast about filmographies. Directors who have massive success early on in their career give a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy passion projects they want. Mm. And sometimes those checks clear, and sometimes they bounce, baby. And then sometimes someone uh, just uh, doesn't make a movie for seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Seven years. Yes. A full seven. Wow. And then comes back and is like, cool, I'm only doing. Hundred million dollar movies now, right, right. Even though I've never made a hit, right, yeah. But I did make, I guess, um, what's it called? Uh, Miami Vice. Miami Vice. Yes, right, right. right. But he's he's a weird guy. I mean, it's like uh, uh, we've covered James L. Brooks on this podcast, who's another guy who got his check from doing from TV. TV. Yeah, but it was like he had to really fight from going from TV to film, and then it was like no return. And uh, man makes three movies and he's like, all right, I'm going to go back and make some more TV. Yeah. You know, I'm going to make crime story. Right. I'm all in on Farina. Farina's I mean, my guy. Who wouldn't be so fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> that this is, you should explain. I, to- I told this, of course, our guest today, Eric and Chris from We Hate Movies. We've completed the collection. Hello. We, yes, now we are owned by Blank Check. You yeah, are. that's unfortunately yes. how it works. Right. We don't tell anyone. Leverage we're, buyout. Yeah. yeah, We're going to be under the desk for the yes. remainder oh. of at least Michael Mann. Well, right. you're, you're the fatalist. I'm looking for a good shelf. I'm hoping a good shelf for me. <laughs> yeah. I think top shelf for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going like to compliment that. you today, Chris. Thank I don't you. do it often on our show. So. <laughs> we're we're going to make We Hate Movies our, our sort of black label. Ooh. You know, our luxury brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go on. This is your bit. I can't, I can't go any further with Okay, that. fine. I thought you had more. You're good at the, like, steelbook talk, like, all the oh, sort yeah. of, like, variant edition talk. Black series. Black series. Mm. But, ooh. Ooh. What was that? Th- oh, no, Signature, right? Is that that's yeah. the new? Signature. That's signature the new Disney. Right. right. Or because bl- they went through all the. The medals are out. Gold, platinum. Right. Then they went to diamond. Right. 
So now we're back to just like ink on paper. It's just Walt signature. signature. And they'll be like, it's the Lion King signature edition. And like after he was 30 years dead, that's a movie about lions. What are you talking about? Lions don't talk. Why does Walt Disney talk like this? They took his frozen hand out of the cryo chamber and then just had it sign. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it his whole body or is it just his head? I think there's been conflicting reports. The, I, I thought it was the head. I, I think the was, popular belief is it's just the head. I hope it's uh, like a Terminator just arm the body. With it. <laughs> that'd, be cool. that'd be great. Just the body. Get that head out. And then here. Michael Eisner's deal was yeah. like, you add my head when I die. Oh, we we create a Disney Frankenstein. CEO Frankenstein. Walt, right. Walt Disney famously rock and bod. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was caught. Yeah. The man was our inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Has anyone ever suggested before that maybe Walt was Zaddy? <laughs> is that? I mean, can I can I propose that perhaps as someone who barely knows what Zaddy is? Sure, murder yeah, Walt, me, Walt. Walt yeah, murder. <laughs> Walt Disney pushed me. <laughs> Walt Disney pushed. All right, come I like on. Push me. I like how innocuous. It's Becca Bolness. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just Full blank respect. name push me but right. after because Nicholas Holt pushes Emma Stone in right. uh, the favorite, which is certainly very hot. It is pretty hot. It's very. Is there a push? It's a good push. Is there a difference between Zaddy and Daddy, or is it just more intense? It's just this thing where, like, the second the lame people on the internet start co-opting the cool lingo, right. it has to be, like, yeah. they're like, to pervert this further. Right. Change, like, three words and make it oblique so that people can't use it for another four months. Right. Like, we got to stay ahead of them somehow. And if it's on blank check, that means it's time to change it again, I, w- I would say. Like, someone <laughs> yeah. just heard that we use the word zaddy, and they're like, all right, all right, wrap it up. We're going to find right. some new word. With that, with that, I want to make an official announcement that I've been holding on to for a little while. Uh-huh. I'm officially adding on fleek to my blank check repertoire. It's just wow. gotten rotten enough. That's I wait for like rotten. that's actually a good idea. That's, that's my like thing. five years old. I wait for that point. Right, you know? right, right. Lang- language is cyclical. That's, right. that's why most people speak old English. And on fleek was an experiment for me of like how long can I age this whiskey in the barrel? <laughs> well, now you're gonna see like Twitter. It's gonna be on fleek or something right, like yeah, that. Right. Sure, right. And I will wait five years to start <laughs> using that. The right. second a thing has like you now, let it ferment on the shelf, you go to the top shelf, you pull down on fleek, and and what, what some other what are the other youthful expressions of a bygone right. era? Cool people use it. Then journalism, Twitter uses yes. it. Then like parents and comedy people start using right. it ironically. Right. Then people start ironically using people using it ironically. Right. Then, then I wait then five months. Then you're in. Then I use it. And you become a new new cool person. Yes. <laughs> to then kick it all off right again. that's my movement it's the new cool <laughs> um what's our miniseries called i'm sorry that i keep yeah, thinking uh, yes, you, no, of course. you know i'm not into new cool i'm more of a cool coca-cola guy oh, yeah the classic new zool <laughs> what new zool new you gotta zool? add a z onto it clear zemsy ghostbusters yeah. 3 i was about to say no, is that no like cool than than zool? like talking to the ghostbusters he's no like one. new zool <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Right? All right. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Uh, Newsle, if you're going to have a flat top, you better be wearing a onesie with weird sculptural bubbles all over it. <laughs> good. Good. Uh, Newsle, uh, if you got two dog sculptures, uh, you better make them come to life. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. What else could I do with news? You can introduce the podcast miniseries. Okay, the podcast miniseries is called The Cast of the Mohicans. No, The Cast of the Podhicans. Oh, fuck. It's called Cast of the Podhicans, a.k.a. Michael Mann's Which is the only name we could think of, right. The only one. He's got a lot of 
Very short titles. You didn't think of the pod cider? Yeah, we like to have cast. We like to get oh, both okay. of them in there. Right. Mm. right. Maybe we should drop that. I don't know. It's fun that we keep doing it's it. It's fun that we keep it's doing it. It's very laborious. It's fun that we the keep doing it. Yeah, the, the keyboard game arrived <laughs> We today. just got the keyboard game. Very slender volume. I like that. It's a nice tight little box. You know how board games these days are these like giant boxes? Oh, yeah. oh, these kids and their board games. Like a sleek, slender board. Well, game. Those, that's going to come back in style soon enough, right? The, sl- the sleek ones. Right, I exactly. think. Right, I think on it's going to come back <laughs> on sleek. <laughs> that was a photo finish. That was right. These board zames are on sleek. <laughs> photo. Finish. Yeah, these board zames. Um, I'm a zamer. Are you guys zamers? I don't know what you're talking. You about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> we now have acquired both the keep board game and the keep uh, Dungeons and Dragons role playing book. Right, and we're wondering what our next steps are going to be. But there will be next steps. There will be next steps. Uh, probably rent out Madison Square Garden. Yeah. See if we can fill it. Sure. Not right. the Hulu theater. With what? No, fuck that. Uh, with you know our listeners. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> fish heads. <laughs> Packed snow. snow. I don't know. Some tightly packed snow. Yeah, exactly. Godzilla eggs. <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, they're in there. Yeah. They're somewhere. Yeah. That's that's an event I really wish I was at. Godzilla? The gods yes. I wish I was in Godzilla. <laughs> um uh specifically ninety-eight. No, have you guys read about the the Godzilla Madison Square Garden premiere that was apparently like the best premiere of all time? No. Everyone walked out of it and they were like, it's the best blockbuster of the last that's 20 like, years. That's like the, the height of like Hollywood's gilded age where yeah. they're like, We're gonna make movies like this forever. They'll never blow up in our faces. Right. And it was like jam-packed Madison Square Garden playing Godzilla. That is quite a place to premiere a movie. Yeah. That's crazy. Right. And the third act is like them like breaking into Madison Square Garden, going through the eggs, and the audience was cheering, and they had like giant like like fucking fifteen foot inflatable beach balls, and they were like yeah, it, it was good. like Coachella for Godzilla. Right. And everyone came out of it and was like, they, they've done it. It's not since Spielberg. <laughs> And then, and then everyone saw it was like, what's this piece of shit? Broderick's your lead? A bunch of critics had to be like, uh, I saw it again. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I redact my previous review. Look, there were Godzilla beach balls. What did you want me to yeah, do? Yeah. What you, I was reviewing the experience. Right, and right. people were cheering. Wow, the New York Times has an article. Oh, no, the LA Times. So. Yeah. It was like a huge, it was like the like peak Hollywood movie premiere. Right. 13,000 people yeah. went to this premiere. Yeah. They That's all insane. loved it. Christ. Yeah. In this movie, they this was the one that they had the mayor Ebert, like mm-hmm. so they're like they're they're she run Ebert. Yes. They're yeah. called Siskel and Ebert. And they're, his yeah. aide, yeah, it's, yeah. it's Michael Siskel. Lerner plays yes. right. Ebert and he can't stop like eating MMs. Like right. it is the most basic, like uh, fat guy evil critic joke. Right. Like, and when Siskel quits, he goes like, I give you two thumbs down. Right. And Ebert re- reviewed it. He was like, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Like the, he was the, not affected by the it. The best evil critic joke was in uh, They Live, the John Carpenter film, uh-huh. where they have Ebert and Siskel as um, aliens in right. the TV. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. That's a nice little. Uh, uh, th- that's uh, enough. You know, you don't yeah. need to name a character after it. I also think the nicer one is like Leonard Malton uh, uh, slams gremlins. And yes. Joe Dante's yeah. like, cool, I wrote an under five for you. You're playing Leonard Malton and you get eaten by gremlins. <laughs> but he like let he him was, like, do it. me up. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. it's lighthearted. Yeah. Um, Manhunter. Manhunter. We're talking uh, about a the film, film very similar today. to Gremlins too. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of. I think so. You yeah. Know? Or is Red Drag? No. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is the first Lecter movie. It's not a sequel. Did you guys watch the show? Yeah. Hannibal? Yeah. No, I, I love I that did not. show. It's yeah. the best show. It's great. It's so it is the best show. If I feel like 
the show kind of does the story better, maybe? Well, I don't does know. Red it, Dragon better? I disagree. You disagree? Does this specific story better? Yeah, I disagree. I don't it, know. It does a, a very weird twist, because, I mean, it clearly isn't the same, like, no. thing. But I, I actually... I mean, they're just so t- two different they're beasts very to me. different. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I I like that you get to see Hannibal with yes. Will. Well, but that's mm-hmm. the that's the thing. They they had two seasons, and then in the third season they did Red Dragon, right? right. Yeah. and they it was Richard Armitage. Yeah, and it, it was it's okay. And it's not even the full season. The, that, it's that's like half the, of a season. The second half of the th- I'm third season. Gonna wait for Zanibal to come in. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, maybe it was just at that point when you're when. He shows up and he's yeah. got a dragon tattooed yeah. on him and he's got a cleft palate and you're like I've t- I'm I've no I've seen this like it's it's okay it is we didn't weird need to do this that for there the third are time. specifically three adaptations of Red of Dragon book. which yeah. on its own a book in which like, Hannibal is a peripheral character right and right. it's not like the book is like such a fucking like it's like, a good book yeah, yeah but I but it's not like one of the canonical crime texts you know. It's, I would say it is one of the canonical crimes. You really texts. think so? Yes. It kind of invented the idea of like a profiler as as like yeah. a, as a okay. thing. It was like one of those first big airport novels yes. I remember 100%. when I when I was a kid. Like my parents read the shit of it, and then when I was old enough, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna okay. watch this. I'm and gonna like, read this." David Foster Wallace is like before he died was very much like Thomas Harris is the greatest American novelist alive. Like I, mean, I think that's that a cool and take. Silence of the Lambs yeah. are like two of my favorite books. It also feels like, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this feels like, oh, he was one of the first guys to deal with uh, how fucking upsetting crime is. Exactly. And like right. the actual sort of that like, was, he was right. the that's first his whole guy? thing. Yeah, to yeah. Before then, everyone what? was like, crime's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Would be, no, I, I think you're right. Like no, the but, sort but of the, the grotesque emotional tax of uh, crime of, horror maybe right, is what right, I would say sure. you know like rather than like ah, I'm sticking you up you see <laughs> you know <laughs> would be funny if Hannibal said that and I feel like serial killer movies were more just like uh, did they even exist I guess Halloween like you know there was a little of that but it was still shit like new. Dirty Harry where it's like he's like trying to Sure, the Zodiac. Right, but but like this is a movie where it's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like where they're just like casually at minute 15, they're like, so is he fucking the bodies or not? You know, like that feels like, I have to imagine kind of new frontier in 1985. Well, it's also like professionals have to deal with these people. Right. Right. And like, and it's like a whole job, like within the FBI. Like right. there are people who are like, yeah, I, I have to figure out why the crazy people behave that way. Okay. So to zoom out and talk about the weirdness of the Hannibal franchise, the uh, thread I started uh, 45 minutes ago on this podcast, it's weird that these two both get the thing of, oh, the most disturbing, upsetting thing you can do. By these two, I mean uh, Manhunter and Sounds of the Lambs. The first two adaptations of Thomas Harris are like, the most upsetting thing you can do is make this feel really banal. Like, yeah. not shoot this like a horror movie. Right. Not, like, gussy it up. Sure. And just have, like, people in, like, shitty fucking fluorescent lit uh, offices right. talking about these horrible fucking acts. In, like, suits and ties. Right, yeah. right. Like, oh, fuck, these, these people just have to live in this on a day-to-day basis. Right. And uh, uh, Will Graham in this is this amazing performance of just like a guy who's just finally breaking from having to live in this world and think Who, about this he shit. He broke. Much. Right, right. He's broken. Right, he is broken, yes. Right, and yeah. Right, and then uh, the rest of the movies after this, including like when Ratner wants to do his fucking like, watch me, I can make a serious movie. They become like very sort of like ominous and dark. Yeah, and they're like and gothic, gothic and graphic. Right, you right. Know? 
But then, and then Hannibal goes in its own direction. Hannibal is right. like, it's just psychedelic. Right. right. Like, it's like, let's take it all the way. This should be like porn. Yeah. Like, in, but in a great way. Yeah. Right. I don't know. You like that's, I mean, you're, that's, you're with me. I will say about uh, what Ben was talking about. Like, I feel like the last season of Hannibal did something good where it visually was much more like visceral. Like, yes. you got that rush mm. of what those kind of people must feel in those moments. 100%. Right. Whereas yes. this, they are like a little bit more distance. I mean, that's my man's thing, but like, yeah, yes. The like red dragon yes. element in the show is just so much more explored. And it's like, I love, uh, what's the poets? William Blake. William. William. What, is, William Blake. what is the deal with killers and William Blake, right? The, the Salinger thing. Like, it's weird that like certain writers just seem to activate people without their work being like violent. <laughs> Yeah, William you know? Blake though is just a freak. Right, he's just a yeah. straight up freak, <laughs> especially for the time. Right, <laughs> he died like five hundred years. No, ago. but he was no, such no, no. a weirdo. My man's he a would, freak. He would yeah. make yes. his a weird own illustrations. Text. And yes. He would like yes. wrote all this poetry. He did it all on his own. Yeah, he, was so on he, was also, he was on fleek. He was on. He was an on fleek freak. William Blake. I mean, he was zaddy. He I was mean, zaddy. He William Blake. William Blake was one of the original zaddy. He was a zaddy. But I mean, the Red Dragon portraits. I think they were like commissioned or something. So. Uh, yeah, well, he was Blake is one of those guys who like did all this shit, died, and then afterwards people were like, "Do you know that he did all this shit?" Like, no right. one knew who he was when he was alive. Yeah, he was just a maniac. He died like oh, just years like ago. Vincent Van Gogh. Why aren't people killing in the name of Vincent Van Gogh? That would be like how they did like an Edgar Allan Poe serial killer thing. They should do a Vincent Van Gogh <laughs> exactly. I mean, That's it, a really good where guy. it's like Beautiful. someone's in a field of sunflowers yes. and the guys like. <laughs> Mm. Um, no, a Pollock one. No. <laughs> like, Everyone's all drippy. No, that's kind of every murder exactly. is just <laughs> ends up being expulsion of bodily fluid. I got one here, and I, only because we're recording this in advance do I feel comfortable saying this on the mic, because I will have already sold this to Disney Plus by the time this episode <laughs> comes out. Mm-hmm. Picasso murders. Yes, the Picasso murders. He rearranges. Yeah. Oh, I love Boy. it. Jigsaws you up. Yeah. Cubist. And he takes different bodies. We can't ID this one. It's one guy's teeth, another oh guy's God. eyes, but look they're in where, the butt. Look at where this guy's arm is. You don't believe where this guy's arm is. It's kind of like the Joker of painters. Yeah, it kind of is like <laughs> the Joker of painters. Uh, I, you know, I've been doing a lot of uh, uh, guests on other people's podcasts sure. recently. And I, I, I went on your guys' show. Yeah. And that was like early in this run of doing it. And I realized uh, I don't think there was one of them where the Joker didn't come up. <laughs> and it wasn't me forcing it. No, no, not at all. I mean, the Joker is just ever present in He's society these days. ever present. It would yeah. come up in one way or another every single podcast I've done. And then would you ride it into the ground? Oh, are you kidding me? You gotta. <laughs> the Joker? Yeah, that's what the Joker would do. He's the clown exactly. prince of crime. He's the clown prince right. of crime. You were on our episode on Pet Cemetery, the right. 1989 version. And it was the Joker of episodes. Someone, it was. It was very funny. Someone is going to 100% make this movie as a Joker movie sometime. Like, what? that's going to happen 20 years from now. It's oh, going to be, yeah. we're doing a Batman movie where he's like, we're really doing the detective thing and like Joker's going to be in jail and he's going to have to like talk to Joker to figure out what's going on with, yeah. you know, Hush or who, you know, name a Batman villain who's I a was going to say it was, it was Mr. Zazz. Yeah, or, right. right. I was going to say it would just be Gordon without Batman, but then it's also like, that's what Gotham was. R- Gotham the show. Right, 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 right. right, right, right. Uh, it, yes, it does feel like that. Will, uh, will someone will happen. have that pitch? There's gonna I'm, every, I'm ready every for ten years. Bye bye, Birdie with Joker. That's the one I want. Oh. <laughs> I want a musical about some young girls who can't get enough of that Joker. Okay. Love that Joker. Wish I, I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> a Joker musical 
is doable. Like That's a, not oh, a bad idea. That's good. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. coming already. I mean, he wears suits. Here's what I think the musical should be. But he's kind be. of funny, too. Yeah. yeah. We <laughs> haven't mentioned Prince of Musicals. He's funny. Here's a pitch that I actually, like, actually is, is probably worth $20 million. The musical is Joker taking over someone else's musical. Oh, sure. Do you know what I'm saying? So the marquee is like, kiss me, Kate. And then it's like scribbled out. And it's like, yeah. ha, 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 Joker musical. Right. And you go and it's like a set and everything's like proper. And then the Joker comes in and just like fucking chaos reigns. And it's meta. And like the performers yes. are playing, they're playing th this performance, but right. they're playing themselves right. as the actors playing that performance. Right. He's so holding he's the killing company the actors. of a Broadway yeah. musical hostage to act out his musical. It's like a staged reading. I can't yeah. believe you're a billionaire after selling all these pitches. Right? Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. And it was uh, it was put on by Wayne Enterprise. It was it's put on by Wayne Enterprise. That's why it, right. the ultimate, That's why he did it. Yeah, right. exactly. And then at the end he gasses the entire audience. Yes. Right. Right. Uh, I Not just a lot of repeat customers. No, no. <laughs> I just imagine Warner Brothers being like hearing that and being like we can't make this right now because I don't know if you know this, but we have a Joker movie. Well, we are going to pay you just in case because, you know, we never know. We might need another Joker movie next year. Yeah. We do have Joker on ice. That's even right. too twisted. All right. I'm, I'm cutting it off. Okay. No more Joker talk. So this movie, 1985. Sansa Lambs is 90 or 91. Uh, 91, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. 91. Yeah. At that point, you're just like, well, this is like someone else adapting another one of this author's works. Right. And his books are connected. It could have just felt like fucking Out of Sight and Jackie Brown both having Ray Nicolette, except as two different actors in this case. Sure. Like, they're not, you know, movies that are linked. Right. And then everyone's like, oh, fuck. Hannibal's a franchise. For 11 years, everyone's like, or 10 years, they're like, are they ever going to get Anthony Hopkins to come back? Right. Is Thomas Harrison ever going to write another thing? It's one of the great unmade sequels, which you and I were talking about this last night. It's crazy that people were like, Ah, oh, fuck, it's the one we've all been waiting for. And you're right. like, you watch Hansel Lambs now and you're like, people wanted another one? It doesn't need a sequel. It's just a no. good joke at the end. Right. It, it does the thing, I think, where it the horror movie thing. Like, because you watch yeah, Sansa Lambs. Right. You watch right. Sansa Lambs. It's not really a I mean, like, there's horror elements, but that's yeah. not what I think about with that sure, movie. Sure. Right. It's a crime, took, thriller, horror sort of. Right. right. Yeah. But it took that thing of, like, Halloween and all those where the villain is what keeps the thing going. Right. And yes. then they just made him, like, this, like, larger than life boogeyman, like, yeah. this, like, shadow over humanity. But And then they finally get him on, and he does two. He does two sequels rapidly. Within like three years. One which is super violent and one which is kind of like going for a way classier vibe, right? Like Hannibal is just like the grossest shit in the world. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then Red Dragon is like, no, 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 wait a second. Like he's also classy. Let's it is classy. <laughs> it is crazy. Lots of big actors. I, I have Hannibal not seen Red like Dragon. An, I mean, Red Dragon has such an all-star cast. I have not seen Red Dragon. but oh, you I, haven't I was, seen it? No, I was looking it up last night because I was like trying to remember who played what part. It is crazy how stacked that it's cast so is. It's so stacked. Yeah. And you just uh, wonder what all those people felt like being directed by Brett Ratner. <laughs> right. Uh, no, I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman is Freddie Lowndes in that movie. Yeah. Which is, what, Insane. like a five-minute yeah. part? Yeah, Mary you know, Louise like, Parker yeah. is uh, she's, uh, right. the, the Will's blind, wife. Uh, right. the, the, the wife, right. Who's the right. blind lady? If I, uh, it's Emily, Emily Watson. Moore, Emily, Emily Watson, Watson. right, Emily yeah. Watson. yeah. But, you know, Fines is good. Yes, Fines is really the good. thing that's really good about Red Dragon. Okay. I love Tom Noonan, and I love him in Manhunter. Yeah. 
it's a very specific and very cool performance. Yeah. And I think there's even more William William Blake talk in the, Red Dragon. Well, there's the the Red Dragon is heavy on the William Blake. Yeah. Right. He eats the painting. Yes. Which yes, is something yes. he does in the book. Cool. He goes to the Brooklyn Museum, which is where it is. Yeah. Gets it out of the archive and eats it. Well, we could do that today, right? We could do that. 100%. That, that's Patreon content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, does does Red Dragon have more Hannibal in it or do they just Yes, it shoehorns Hannibal in wherever okay. it can. It also shows you Hannibal attacking Will Graham. Okay. You know, to try and get a little more of that yeah. in there. That's the, I think that's what happens that's at the, the very prologue. beginning. Yeah. It's, it's where Will Graham's like, I just wanted to meet with you because you're a psychiatrist right. and Hannibal's like, yes, of course. Like, let's uh, come into my so office. So like more screen time know. than Silence of the Lambs, less than Hannibal. Yeah. He's sure. like a oh. co-lead. Yeah. He, I mean, Norton is the lead. Right, yeah. right. I mean, but Hannibal, it's just all him. Like, Hannibal is yeah. all him. Julianne right. Moore, yeah. I mean, she's right. doing her best, but they I don't think they really knew what to do with the I character in that sense. And I mean, they're like, I don't know, do people want to see them like not into get it, together? Yeah. Guys, the thing is, he ate their liver. He ate their liver. Right. With fava beans. And a nice, nice can. can. And a nice yeah. can. I'm having an old friend for dinner. Yeah. Um, yeah, he eats people. Yeah, he That's eats his bit. He eats people. It's a good bit. Have I ever told? <laughs> <laughs> Opinions vary. <laughs> I love the way they show him preparing the, the the victims on the TV show. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, that's the one thing that they really Food missed. network should take notes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> A lot of cuts off slow motions. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's, oh. I, I love all that stuff. Right. Well, there's one Hannibal property I don't think we've mentioned yet at all, and I've never seen it, and I'd be surprised if anyone has. Is Hannibal Rising? Yes. Right. Yes. You guys, right. You, see, you see it? You see it? No. Nope. No. No. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's like a young, young. like. <laughs> Sexy coming of age, it's young buck a Hannibal. French dreamboat. He's, Gaspar Uel, yeah. who is mostly now known for doing like Dior ads. Sure. He's an actor though. He He'll does like some yeah, shit. but I'm saying yeah. in terms of visibility. He's a hottie. He's a super hottie. You're he right. Does he does a lot like, of like uh, Chanel right. ads. I think he played uh Yves Saint Laurent in like the biopic right. of Saint Laurent. Like Right. He was in Very Long Engagement, the Genet film, which is sort of his breakout thing. But it was very odd that they were like and now, finally, we found the person to take the mantle from Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> this fucking guy you've never heard of. This, yeah, yeah, French print model. Right, and yeah. he, and it's going to be directed by who? Who directed Rising? Anyone tell? Nobody has uh, no credit. Nobody. To yes. <laughs> wow. No, no. Uh, that was Peter the, Weber. That was the wrong okay. take. They should have done old Hannibal. Yeah. Well, the That'd other insane thing is it a wheelchair. Still do that. Like I mean, Anthony Hopkins is, is alive. Yeah, you know. But I where see- he's like, let me at you. <laughs> <laughs> so he just sort of walks oh, away from him. They need to blend the bodies up and feed it to him like baby food <laughs> right, exactly. because his teeth fell out. And you're telling me this is liver, and they're like, yeah, sure, it's liver. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see like the Unforgiven, like Dark Knight Returns, Hannibal, where he's like, I'm coming out of retirement for one last meal. Mm. I gotta oh, yeah. eat one more person. Hopkins could do. It. Yeah. I could totally he, he's do. It. Still, he's, he'll he's, dial in if he wants. To. He seems like he's having fun on Twitter, and that's it. I think that's all he wants <sighs> yeah. to His do. His Twitter account is fucking bananas. <laughs> yeah. It's just him and Sam Neill just having the time of their yeah. lives on Twitter, just being like, "Hello, chaps, how you doing? I'm here, looking at the window." <laughs> See you later. You know, it's like a lot of that. And that's his day. I know. How great is that? He like plays the piano. He listens to jazz music and like wilds out. Oh, God. Gives like a happy birthday announcement to somebody you've never heard of. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, we were talking about this last night, but uh, Hannibal Rising, uh, uh, that, is, that is what's called Hannibal Rising. That's correct. Uh, my, my local uh, bagel place in high school, I remember I was buying my, my daily bagel for lunch and the woman just said to me like, you see uh, Hannibal Rising yet? 
She said really? it to you. Yeah, and she wasn't like a small talk person. Was she very old? Because maybe no. she was talking about the original Hannibal. Have you seen him <laughs> rising over the Alps? Did you see the right, elephant? Kid? Did yeah. you see it? It's, it's humongous. <laughs> she was wearing centurion armor. Um, you know who the villain in Hamill Rising is? Uh, uh, it's not Carthage. It's Rome, right? Well, no. oh, oh, wait, wrong one. Sorry. Gong Li. Isn't it Gong Li? Gong Li? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She teaches him. I don't know if she's oh, okay. the villain. Maybe she's, she's not like the villain. Her, she's like Hannibal. Yeah, wait, she's did you see Hannibal. It? Yeah, I saw it. Oh, my you God. You saw it. Okay. I yeah. thought earlier no one had seen it. No, I had seen no, it. No, you were flexing me. that you were the only person <laughs> Okay, all right. What I was going to say is that that movie, she, well, well, she said, have you seen it? I said, no. And she went, it's pretty good. And then she sort of like leaned in and she was like, they explain where he gets the mask from. Wait, what? I mean, isn't that just being as, a, as we were saying, in, last yeah, he's, in, he's a bitey guy. Yeah. That's where he, where he, he gets, gets the mask because he's in prison. And wait, wait, he's no, a biter. Let's now, not. He's a biter. He gets it in high school now. In know. Hannibal Rising, they're like, his father had a mask yeah. collection oh, and he starts wearing Lord. the mask when he's like attacking people. It's and too it's much. Like, so that's why later in life he wore the mask. It's like, no, because no, he was. Put it on he, yeah, takes it put it on he takes it off. He takes it off to fight about? people. Anyway. I, I was kind of hoping in Hannibal Rising that they were going to do something more like uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse where he tries on the different yeah. masks. Yes, like, right. I'll do it this way this yeah. time. This way this time. I don't like Chardonnay. Do you have anything else on the menu? <laughs> anything red? <laughs> oh, he puts on a mask and it's smoking? Huh? I just love that they treat that like fucking Bruce Wayne like being scared of the it's bats. It's all they yeah. had. Right. They had it, cast a French supermodel. Like yeah. They needed to put He's the mask actor, on him. But it's also like he he is predominantly a pretty boy. Yeah. He's and not he was from someone... the director of Girl with a Pearl Earring. So oh. fucking weird. It was his follow-up to Girl with a Pearl Earring. Yeah. This they saw a... Girl with a Pearl Earring and they were like, this guy gets Hannibal. Yeah, he'll do it. <laughs> is Hannibal also a franchise where every one of the movies is a different studio? Uh, well, Hannibal Rising was, uh, let's find out. Uh, the, oh, Weinstein. The Weinstein Company. Right? Ooh. Yeah. Um, Red Dragon. Universal. Was, oh, He's beating me to it. He knows the fucking studio. Was Hannibal Universal or was that? I feel like that was Paramount. It sounds like Paramount. It feels like a Paramount. Are we just saying names of places? MGM. Oh. Ooh. Uh, Who, because they had acquired Orion, which right. did Silence. Silence is Orion. And of course, Manhunter, the film we're here to discuss, <laughs> yes. was DEG, was the De Laurentiis group. Right. They released it themselves. Right. So they're all different studios. All different studios. Because wow. I was talking about how Hellboy, three different, three movies, three yeah. studios. They yeah. just. You were like, is there any other? They like ball it up and they're like, you try. (laughs) Is there any other example of that? And it's like, this is the other one. Yeah, Yeah, wow. Hannibal and Hellboy. Hannibal. We got to get these two together. We got it. Hellboy. Hellboy. Imagine the things they get up to. They would get up to some shit. Or Hellboy on like the, on the trail of Hannibal maybe, right? Something Mm. like that. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't like started doing like, like Hannibal mashup comics. Like Hannibal versus Predator or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like I would totally shit. buy that. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because they're all those like Bubba Hotep versus Army of Darkness God, this versus Chucky. Oh, fuck off. We should do these franchise mashups. I've been saying yeah. this for a while, but not in the Ready Player One sense, but in no. just like you just have Hannibal and a clean tail and the Joker yeah. hanging out right. or whatever. I mean, Hannibal does seem like somebody who would be like hunting for a magic pyramid that turns him into a god with the Illuminati. See? Yes. So like, there I feel that's what go. I'm into. Yeah, so like then Laura Croft into. could chase him down. Batman yeah. would do it. Oh, ba- just a nice clean pitch like that. <laughs> 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 obvious. 
There's this pyramid in the studio. It's like, sure, 80 million. <laughs> it's magic. The girl at the, the door thing. will give you the it's budget. It's one of the classic stories that we pass down from generation How to generation. He's Han- old Hannibal. We're right. going to bring it all back together. Yeah. Old Hannibal is looking for the found of youth uh, by Ponce de Leon. And then he comes out present day as French model. Hannibal what, what if sure. there's like lightning strikes the pool so you get all the Hannibals together so you I get guess, yes it's like the, the Doctor Who's where the, the Who yes. doctors meet each other or, you got yeah. Cox Hoskins it's Uliel, like Terminator Mickelson. 2 and Mickelson when right. they're melting yeah. uh, T-1000 and you yes. see all the different people yes, he was you get to like, see all yeah. the different Hannibals and they each have a different mask yes is, they open a restaurant we together we have to talk about Manhunter but it is it just is crazy that they did a TV show yeah everyone knows Hopkins yeah everyone likes Hopkins yeah this guy does the opposite performance. Like a performance that's just nothing like that. And it's about yeah. as different as you could go in terms of casting. And people, and, right, exactly. Yeah. And people are not only like, we love this, but they're like, I'm horny for it. Like, yeah. I want him to kiss I mean, uh, Henry Cavill. He was kind of a hot Hannibal who fucks. He's hot Hannibal who fucks, but then also is like, I'll make a cello out of a man's vocal cords. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, he, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is network? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, 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 oh I, I'm not going to tell you how many conversations I've had with my wife where she's like, I would fuck Hannibal. He's hot. Like, like a, a TV Hannibal. He's like, hot. He's yeah. really hot. He's classy. Yes. He does not like people who are garish. Like, he, usually his motive for murder is like that someone was rude. You They're like his flip-flops. rules. Yes. Right. You right. like his rules. He's a rule. He's certainly a rules guy. David loves right. rules. Yes. He's also yeah. an exquisite chef. I mean, I'm sorry. David <laughs> gets angry good when my phone pangs. Yeah, he, he's, and, and there, you know, Jack Crawford's always like, what is it tonight? And Hannibal's like, uh, spleen, um, cow spleen and he's like I always have the most you know delicious variety like, oh I can never predict you and he's like uh huh a yeah. little uh human chicken livers chicken <laughs> yes, livers right. is what we're having a very big chicken I guess he's got this like <laughs> human. an entire roasted human being right. oh, that's just a chicken yeah. what if he did that Yeah, he's literally just a man <laughs> and he's like yeah this is uh, veal <laughs> yeah this is definitely veal that's what this is <laughs> just on a rotisserie <laughs> It's it's Italian veal. I, it's different over there. You, you just don't know it. Right. I'm sorry. Jack Crawford's like, oh, what a gourmet he is. Yeah. Oh, I don't know this fancy European cooking. Yeah, this is just a, a paprika. I just put some paprika on and it. The other thing that yeah. it nails, which Hopkins and Cox nail too, yeah. is like that you get that like Hannibal got away with it by being so classy. Yeah. They were like, Hannibal couldn't be murdering people. Cox is so good in this movie. Yes, he like, is. Like, I know that's the Hopkins variant take is like, actually, he's even better than Hopkins. And Hopkins is just at this level where it's just like it, it, kind of an inarguable like force of a character. He almost breaks through the movie, right. whereas Cox is very much in the movie. He's right. in the movie. He's, right. he's blended right. with the right. whole You're thing. right. He almost breaks through. I thought it was like last action hero and he's going to come out and bite <laughs> yes. me. Speaking of last action hero, Tom Noonan oh. is fucking fantastic in that too. Oh my God. Yes, he is. I love that movie. So Tom Noonan had movie. like, like quite Quite an incredible like seven year run there. He is a weird career, right? But you go like Manhunter, uh, uh, playing Frankenstein in the Monster Squad. I right. mean, uh, lo- the lo- Ripper is that his character name? Yeah, the yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, look at him. Oh, you know, like yeah. you, he's you, incredible. It's limited what you can do with that guy. Have you guys ever seen? Uh, it was like as part of the EPK, but it's on like the Blu-ray, whatever of Monster Squad that he did a full interview uh, in character as Frankenstein. Really? Yeah, and he's like sat there's like 20 minutes of EPK of oh, Tom Noonan answering press questions as Frankenstein <laughs> in the full getup. I was looking for something to watch on YouTube on the way back, so there it, we is go. It, it's, it's just great. No, he's like an articulate Frankenstein, but he's responding as if and, he is the character. And everyone's just like Frankenstein couldn't do it. He's so articulate. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, he started <laughs> too classy. He started with big directors too. He started his first movie is a Paul Mazursky movie, and then right. and then yeah. it like bar- it just barreled from there. I think yeah. he almost always used worked with big directors. That's Strange true to be from the beginning. That's really weird to have that. Kind he's of in Gloria. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's in some some very cool. He's in Easy Money. I forget whatever. which role it is. Yeah, Maybe it sure. was Last Action Hero, but they asked him to shave off his eyebrows. And okay. they just, he was like, yeah, they just never grew back. <laughs> cool. <laughs> worth it. And I remember totally him, like, saying I, that. I like, never looked scary before. Right. <laughs> it was like an AV club, like random roles. And they were like, oh, so you must regret that. And he's like, no, it's fine. I wear glasses. <laughs> I was like, only Tom Noonan is that casual about looking like a monster. Oh, a weird eyebrowless monster. He's so good in the house of the devil. He's so yes. scary. Yeah. And, and his other. Right. Anomalisa, he's fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't do a lot though. Now, no, pretty no, selective no. these days. Yeah, right. Although he did like a bunch of oh. episodes of Twelve Monkeys, like the really? TV show. Like that's the weird thing. Yeah. Isn't he on your favorite show, Hell on Wheels? Oh yes, my lord, he was the yes. Reverend. Yes, really? yes, and he's he he's quite a character. Um, I, I know nothing. He's about good the show. at. He better be playing quite the character if he's going to be on a TV show. <laughs> well, right? most of it, yeah. he's, most of it's like he's a pacifist like preacher and then eventually he does succumb to violence yeah. and then it cut but then it's kind of the end for him he doesn't last as long as as our Bo Hannon oh, I almost you're, said you're, titular because I just I call the show Bo Hannon but so uh, yeah, hell was, on wheels is that Anson Mount yes who a guy who I never caught, thought about for one second and then he was on Star Trek and I like fell in love with him like fully. oh really I then, love listen if you Trek. love him seriously I should check, check out hell on wheels, wheels. it it the first season, I think, is a little patchy, and then they course correct. But then, then it also goes off the rails because it's also bad in a lot of <laughs> lot of parts. Great, but it's <laughs> great pitch. But it's it fun. starts starts it's bad, gets a little better, and then is often bad. Yes, you but, should check it out. Yeah. It's fun. It's on Netflix now. He uh, also played and you have tons called, of time because there are no other TV shows. Right, exactly. Yeah. He also played someone called the Stew Maker on the Blacklist, which I want to know what that means. <sighs> I'm looking at his list right now. I mean, the other one I forgot is RoboCop Two. Sure. But he has that run of like an he was, FX. He was mm-hmm. great in RoboCop too, by the way. He's Isn't the best the part villain? of RoboCop too. Yeah, yeah, Kane. He's Kane. yeah, yeah. 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 He's the shooting titular. Nuke? You don't remember that <laughs> second that. RoboCop, uh, Heaven's Gate. Sure. Like, what a weird fucking yeah. career. Um, weird. Yeah. And he says he got the part in Manhunter because during his audition, the actress he was alongside got scared, <laughs> and he leaned into it and tried to like scare her more. Yeah, I mean the thing he like he, got more frightening rather than being like, "Oh, I'm sorry, is this too intense?" Like, he's, yeah, uh, very scary in this. <laughs> yes, and he's also uh, really sad. Yes, like there, there's a bit of the like the Jack Carroll Haley little children thing. Finds doesn't right. Get. Everyone else just yeah. goes full. Creep. Finds is very scary, but he's right. not particularly. Yeah, this like, is like human victim of society. Right. right? Yeah. right. Finds is also too handsome. Like he's a handsome guy, even right. though he can play scary. Like, yeah. and he's got the sort of you know like the sort of weird vibe and the cleft palate. Like he's he's and then Armitage they make even like hotter. Armitage's pretty hot. Yeah. Armitage is very hot. Right. Yeah. That scene, the, the tiger scene in the show yeah. is just exil. I mean, like, I love right. this one just because Joan Allen is incredible in yes. that scene. Yeah. But, like, the TV version, like, there's those red drapes in the back. I'm like, holy, okay, they really went for it, I yeah. guess. So, red drapes. Red drapes. Red drapes. Red drapes. <laughs> I, I put them <laughs> so, in everything, I So, say. Red Dragon comes out 81. Red drapes comes out. The book, okay. The book, which is uh, Thomas Harris's, I think, second book because he wrote Black Sunday that book about like um, a terrorist attack at the Super Bowl that got turned into a movie. Yes. Right. And he also wrote a couple of babysitter clubs, right? Didn't he? (laughs) Yeah. He wrote a lot of Sesame Street board books. (laughs) There's a monster in this book. (laughs) Um, 
As I think I told you a quote that I love that as Stephen King says that like Harris is like a really nice guy. He he's a great chef, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like big and kind of garrulous and fun, but uh, writing to him is like writhing on the floor in agonies of frustration. The very act of writing is a torment to him. Right. He's one of those guys who's like, I'd be happy never writing a book ever again. Right. And somehow hit the jackpot where he doesn't really have to, except right. once in a while, a movie yeah. studio is like, can you just more Hannibal? And he's right. like, okay, but it will be disgusting. Right. Right. Yeah. Like that's all that's inside. And, and <laughs> you said also, you feel like every time he agreed to do another Hannibal, it was mostly so that they didn't let someone else do it. Exactly. Like he knew right. if he turned it down, they'd be like, fine, we're going to farm this out. Right. right. Yeah. Right. But, but like, is like, I'm happy just living off my Hannibal millions. Sure. That must be a weird feeling. He has to be also like, not given an interview since 1976, which is amazing. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. How, how weird must it be to be like, I never have to work again because I wrote a, a snob who eats people. Uh, <laughs> I, that's my meal ticket. <laughs> right. That's my Mickey Mouse. I came up with this erudite cannibal. Right. <laughs> that must be the best feeling in the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's cool, right? Yeah. The relationship. Yeah. That he invented, I feel like, is a really cool idea. No, I think the, that's the what Hannibal dynamic to. is the big thing. It's I so feel good. Like, it's people, so good right. that he's like this profiler right. who's been fucked up. He's like a victim of this guy is right. working with him. Right. Like I, I don't know. I yeah, just it's a good pitch. It's yeah. so good. You have to talk to the it's monster also, in the right. cage. Is a good pitch. That's Definitely. why Hannibal Rising is the least interesting pitch because the thing you want is like Hannibal already in jail. Yeah, and of like, course. The good guys having to come to him and be like, "I know you're the only person who understands." This. Like the uneasy like, alliance of well, Hannibal knowing that he's the, like the smartest criminologist in the world. You in know? Hannibal Rising, we should have had like, should have cut to like Will Graham in high school as totally. like, Victorian <laughs> or something. And or I guess like, he would even be younger, maybe right. kindergarten. Yeah. Or, or Clarice. Do, yeah, you like to, lambs yeah. screaming, yeah. right? You could have right. had like five year old Clarice. You want Hannibal Rising. Static shot right. You want Hannibal Rising to be about a foreign exchange program. Yes, yes, yes right. that would be great. That's his first taste sort of, of American living. Right, right. He, le- he hears Leonard Skinner for the first time, loves it some, <laughs> for some reason. You know, in Europe, Hannibal might be just be like, yeah, that's the killer. Yeah. Like, yeah, we can spot him. Yeah. But, right. but in Europe, he's not classy there. He's right. just regular. It, right? Yes, right. exactly. But in right. America, it's like, oh, wow, he's oh, got an accent. He could never do anything. But that's the thing about him is that, as you say, he's always played by a a foreign actor mm-hmm. who's doing kind of an accent. Right. He's from Baltimore. Right. Like that's where he was in like Baltimore high society, yeah. but he's from Europe, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and in Manhunter and in the book, in Red Dragon, Red Dragon is about a criminal psychologist mm-hmm. who is trying to figure out what the tooth fairy is up to. And then Hannibal is like this peripheral character who is his like lingering trauma. Now, does De Laurentiis get the rights to the book because it's a hit and then Michael Mann comes on? Or does Michael Mann seek this out and convinces De Laurentiis to buy it? Do you know? That is a great question. Let me see if if that's explained here. Uh, what, one thing that's funny is uh, that it was going to be called Red Dragon. Mm-hmm. And De Laurentiis was like, Year of the Dragon just came out. So we're going to call it Manhunter. And Michael Mann was like, I hate that title. And he was like, too bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And he was like, and people think it's like a Bruce Lee movie. Like, no dragon. Get that out of here. I kind of love this title of Manhunter because you th- you almost think like you you see the title, that green font comes on the screen. You're like, yeah. you think it's like almost the killer. Right. But it's that duality yeah. of it's yeah, actually it's Will Graham. title. Yeah. Uh, right. So no, De Laurentiis bought the rights. Okay. And he wanted David Lynch to make it because he had just worked with him on Dune. 
an awful experience for both of them. Yes. And yeah. maybe it was before Dune was finished okay. or it had come out yeah. or whatever. And Lynch read the story or whatever and was like, this is disgusting. I have no interest. Like, no, thank you. Imagine right. if he did it, though. It'd be like yeah. the the food it would be like look like chili or something for Hannibal. <laughs> what, like, what would he it's just Bob's big boy. There'd be like breathing walls in uh, the Tooth Fairy's home or something be, like that. that. Right. It would something be, like that would get... It is fun, right, to think any master taking the Hannibal story. Well, like, it would do something completely the, different. The, with the it. two right. hiring meetings, do you think Lynch was more revulsed by Red Dragon or uh, Return of the Jedi? Right. <laughs> he could have, he might have had a more violent reaction to Return of the Jedi. Probably. Um, Brian Cox also thought this movie was, uh, the, the title was bland and cheesy. So no one likes wow. the title. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know how Man gets hired. I like the title. Yeah. Man yeah. gets hired and he's like, we're all going to meet with like Chicago cops, which I feel like is man's pitch in every right. one of his early movies is like, great, let's make this script. I have a bunch of Chicago like hoagie eating cops also, for you to at meet. At this point right. in his career, he makes a real like fucking like Chicago guy crime movie, yes. right? Which people love, but it doesn't make a ton of money. Then he makes See, a horror movie right. that's like a nightmare, a gets ripped away from him. He disowns. So you have to imagine he's like, I don't want to go back to TV. Here, I'm going to adapt like an airport novel. Yeah, right. This is like pre-sold, you know? Yeah, not going to do Carl Heiss, and that's not exactly my tone. Right. So I, this is more my speed. And, right. right, and this is a book that's popular that I can use for all of my obsessions. Like, yeah. this has all the stuff that he's interested in. And then you watch this movie, and it opens with uh, a beach. <laughs> it yes. opens with Dennis Farina and William Peterson. Oh, that, no, the other thing I was going to say that's interesting about it is he's got, like, no stars in this movie. Like he hires Peterson after off of watching footage to live from, in LA, like, but it hadn't yeah. come out yet. Right, and Peterson at this point is just like a Steppenwolf guy. Do you know that right. he also wanted to hire Friedkin to play Hannibal? Yes, and he That'd met with Friedkin, wow. and Friedkin that would be was Friedkin like crazy. Right, hey, <laughs> ten comedy points. Yeah. <laughs> Friedkin was like, I'm not an actor, and man was like, yeah. you don't have to act. You are this guy, and Friedkin right. was like, I am Excuse this guy. <laughs> Fuck you! Get out of my office. And thus, the historical man freaking split. Yeah, just play yourself. Yeah. Uh, right. De Laurentiis wanted either Richard Gere, Mel Gibson, or Paul Newman. Shooting right. high. Yeah. Go for yeah. it. And Michael Mann's like, I saw some footage of this future bomb. Like, did right. you, we should hire William Peterson. Would you also imagine he probably only saw it because he was spending time with Friedkin trying to convince him? Come to on, play come on, right. Willie. <laughs> right. You'll love it. This guy, he ate someone. Right. So they get Peterson, which I guess is is maybe in their mind sort of like a smaller scale like Sam Worthington booking all those movies before Avatar came out. Yeah, hey, whatever. People were like, I guess maybe a Friedkin picked It's also picked the him. height of like Steppenwolf cool. Like right. all yeah. those Steppenwolf guys are emerging in the 80s. Like right. Milkovich and, and, and Gary Sinise and, and all Peterson that. is one of those guys who like really kind of like walks the walk and talks the talk in terms of like no, I really just like theater more. I don't really want to act in movies and TV right. I don't shows. enjoy it. Well, right. and he's also, he goes right out of the gate. He's a leading man in right. both this and To Live and Die. Right, and then vanishes. His, goes away. Right. His first film role, two lines as the bartender in, in Thief. Thief. Yeah, right. Then four years later, he does To Live and Die in L.A. and then does this the following year. And then plays Ted Kennedy in The Contender. Right, there yeah. was the list I saw. <laughs> I where forgot he, about that. He's good in that. And he's good. He's very good. Joan Allen again, right? But there's yeah. a list of the shit that he turned down and they kept on saying, I'm looking at his Wikipedia now. Uh, he would turn down all these, he turned down Platoon. He mm -hmm. turned down Goodfellas. Jeez. What was he going to play in Goodfellas? Henry Hill. Wow. First wow. choice. Glad he didn't do yeah. that. He and then of course down, Ray Liotta's brain eventually oh, eaten by Hannibal. Correct. Turned down the audition. 
Turned down the audition? He turned down like the- Like Martin Scorsese called him and was like, are you interested in playing the lead role in my new film? And he was like, not interested. He was hard like, pass. Eh. Right. Uh, and, Do Hamlet again. Right. So after Manhunter, <laughs> he does Cousins, the Joel Schumacher French oh, film remake with man. Ted Danson. Right. He does Young Guns 2. Sure. Oh, my God. Young Guns 2. That is, was the hottest. No, it's terrible. Right. In, uh, in, in all, everyone was baying for Young Guns well, 2. Young Guns That's, 2. Sorry, Chris, but that oh. features Emilio Estevez as an old man talking yes. to Bradley Whitford in like the 1950s about being Billy the Kid. It is what, really the opening of it. But like, I think... Uh, William Peterson just saw that he was going to play Pat Garrett. Like, that was... Yes. I, right, there right, was one right. name. He's sure. like, oh, that's a historical I, character. I'll I know who him. that is. Right. But you just yeah. look at this like, okay, Stone offers him Platoon. He's like, hard pass. I'm going to make an HBO TV movie about a minor league baseball player. Sounds good. Right. Then Scorsese's like, Goodfellas, you want to play a lead? He's like, hard pass. I'm going to do a three-part Kennedys of Massachusetts ABC miniseries. I guess he's good at that sort of Kennedy vibe. He likes that. He does Return to Lonesome Dove. So yeah. his three biggest roles post Manhunter, all TV movies or miniseries. Right. And then by the time he starts doing movies again, it's like small parts. Yeah, like The Contender. Right. She's like the Mulholland Falls, right. like Mulholland Fear. Falls. Right, mm-hmm. and then he just gets fucking well, CSI. Well, he booked CSI, and CBS put that on Friday. Like, they didn't think that was going to be a hit. No, they they and, thought nothing of it. And also, at that point, it was like no movie stars went and did TV. He was a guy who could have been a leading man, but kind of walked away from it. So they were like, well, he's got the gravitas of a movie right. star, but he doesn't have any cachet to be able to turn this down. Right. Does 10 seasons, is like the highest paid guy in drama. Hell yeah. And then just leaves. And then once again, just like fucking goes back to just doing Chicago plays. I love it. Like, it's kind of incredible that the guy has that much integrity where he's like, I just really like doing plays in Chicago. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you're that guy, I mean, he's also a guy in movies who knew his visual cat. Like, he knew he was handsome. Right. I mean, this and in To Live and Die in L.A., that that shirt's never, like, fully buttoned. The the haunted handsomeness. But he knew he could only play crime scene guys. Right. Yes. That's true. Well, right. That's true. And Maybe then, that's why they thought of him for CSI oh, too, right? Of course. Oh, but right. also that I mean, you mentioned that little league. But do you know what that movie is about? No, please tell there, me. There's a little league kid who is who's like, I'm gonna quit baseball do until a uh, nuclear disarmament happens. <laughs> what? And then a major league baseball player is like, he's he's right. I'm gonna do it too. Okay, and it's all f- about this na- national sensation. And Peterson plays. The he's player? his father. No, he. He's, Wait. So it's Superman four set. Amidst little league baseball, amidst various yes. baseball leagues, wow. right? Uh, All right? That sounds good. Yeah. Did man direct that? Was that a man <laughs> too? The other thing that is interesting about uh, Peterson, by all accounts, it sounds like this movie kind of broke him. Totally. He was yeah. like, I could not shake this character. He seems like a guy who does a lot of research, yeah. and it is kind of incredible watching this movie where it's like. Oh, he's not doing like any indicating at all. Right. It doesn't feel like he's consciously playing the trauma and the brokenness of this guy. It feels like he spent six months getting in the head. You imagine he spent six months just looking at crime scene photos. He talked to the guys who hunted uh, Richard Ramirez. Right. That was one of his big things. Right. And they were like, I mean, yeah, you know, you're trying to leave it at home. And uh, yeah, I think I kind of did that. You know, right. like they were sort of like up front with him about like, well, <laughs> uh, and all that shit. Because this is one of those like performances where he's like never playing the trauma. He just feels like he's dead inside the whole movie. And you're like, 
this is like uncomfortable. Like he's like the guy on the subway where you're like, I can't stop looking at this guy because I think he's on the verge of a nervous breakdown. That's, I love his performance for exactly that. Right. It, right. He's radiating shot, some you're like, really oh, uncomfortable this guy energy. Is lost. Like, yeah, right. He's gone. And his wife is so pretty and she's like, hey, what's up? Let's we're on the beach. And he's like, right. Mm-hmm. And his conscious acting choice is let me just play a guy who's really good at his job. Right. But he spent six months building a psychological profile of like total fucking despair. Right. And I like that about the beginning because like it starts with him and Farina. It doesn't start with him and the wife. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, like picturesque. Because it's like them sitting on like and Farina's there yeah. in like a suit. Yeah. But it also <laughs> underlines the whole thing about like the fact that he 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 cares more about this stuff than yeah. he does this life. Yeah. And right. I like the and I mean there's a couple things in heat that bounce off of this. But like that shot of of, of, of De Niro De contemplating the, the ocean, men contemplating the ocean, yes. man. Michael oh, number one, thing. Michael Mann trope. Well, and also this man thing of like <laughs> men who don't know how to do so anything big. else. Yes. Right. What's what's the line in the Heat Diner? The uh, uh, well, it's that where it's like Pacino's like don't take scores, and he's like all I know how to do is take scores. Right. Right. Yeah. And Diane Van, uh, Venora, I Venora. think, uh, says specifically, "You hunt your prey." Right. Right. Uh, right. When she's yelling at him, I'm sorry, the chicken got. <laughs> Overcooked. Overcooked. Um, no, but Will Graham's this dude who had this like very high profile success. Give me what you got. And now he lives on the Give me beach, all you got? constantly Give me all playing you got. like like beautiful like electronic music with yes. his like lovely wife and child. <laughs> and he like is like, I can't do it. You can't drag me back into it. But he also clearly isn't enjoying his life. No. Like the guy is it's like a guy who comes back from war and just can't 100%. ever go back. Right. He's like Colin Farrell in Dumbo, is what I'm saying. Oh yeah. Oh, a great performance okay. that yes. I love. Yeah. Um the other thing that's interesting though is that yet yeah, like um Peterson like met with anyone he could, tried to steep himself yeah. in all of it. Tom Noonan tried to research serial killers, thought it was gross. Right. He was like, I can't. This is disgusting. Right. And instead was uh, wait. There's some quote I found. Um, it just feels like I wanted too to, much research. Yeah, it's too bad that podcast went around for Tom Noonan. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like half the fucking now industry. You, it's yeah. weird. I just I try to want. I want to know more about serial killers, but I don't know where to turn. Yeah, it's no so way. hard. No, no way. Yeah. Um, no, he said I wanted to feel like this guy is doing the best he could. That he's doing it out of love. He decided to just play it like you know, like he, yeah. he thinks this is the thing to do. Tom Noonan's also one of those guys who's like a very serious actor, and he's like, I don't believe in like method stuff you just like sure. learn lo- your lines and you like hit the marks and you try to come up with interesting choices sure yeah sounds like acting I mean, to me and but- peterson's like i'm gonna destroy my brain and my heart <laughs> forever there's only one way to get a thousand yard stare right yeah right um but yes no the the opening of the film is immediately so strange because you're yes. like this feels like the idyllic like they're skipping past the paradise yeah yeah. So just like right. the seduction now is like his boss being like, come on, come back. Hey, there's this guy, Tooth Fairy. No good. Yeah. He's got teeth. <laughs> He's got teeth. <laughs> Everyone's got teeth. This guy bites people with them. What the fuck? Which is my favorite <laughs> bit when the guy's like, I don't want to hear any of you calling this guy the Tooth Fairy. Right, yeah. And they're like, so what's the, the new update in the Tooth Fairy case? <laughs> like everyone the whole movie is like, eh, fucking Tooth Fairy. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, Farina obviously is in... Is in um thief. Yes. Uh is a real Chicago cop that right. man befriends Crime Story and, as well. The, and then, right, right, he's this. he's gonna do Crime Story after this, right, exactly. Um but this now we know the Hannibal shit and all that. But right. this movie's a little daring to just sort of start with like them having a conversation with like, I know you're fucked up. Like, you know, like to have all this backstory that is yeah. not really addressed. Right. This Correct. does not really address the backstory. No. You know Hannibal like stabbed him. That's about it. Right. 
right? Like, and, there's and, like, yeah. And the stuff, I mean, when he's talking to his son, I think is like the best they sort of explain it of just like, this guy's so good at his job and he takes it so seriously that he tries to dig into their psychology and he maybe now can never get out of that. Right. Like, he sees the world through those eyes. Yeah, he crossed the line. He crossed yeah, the line. Yeah, yeah. And in, in the show, when Will, they like they talk about Will Graham, where they're like, he's a super empath, or whatever, yeah. right? There's yeah, some yeah. like word they have for him. <laughs> and when he enters a crime scene, it like turns into like 3D, and he can like see ghosts and shit. There's, there's right. definitely they definitely TVified it, like Very where, much. Well, they had to really go big. And yeah. like, but what's good about it, like in this, they do just say like Garrett Jacob Hobbs in passing, and yes. then the show turns that's, him that's into that's a major pilot. arc. Yes, yeah. so that's like mm-hmm. the whole first thing. The show, the Something Shrike, fuck, I the forgot. Shriek, the, 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 the it, but it's Baltimore like a, Shrike or something, something like that. that. Yeah, Shrike? Yeah. Shrike. Shrike. From Mortal Engines? <laughs> have you guys seen Mortal Engines? <laughs> no, no. I have seen Mortal Engines. Shrike it's, is he's You guys are going to do Mortal Isn't Engines. Isn't there a band on the soundtrack to this that's like Shrike something, a Shriek? Uh, Shriek? On this? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. The soundtrack's so good. So it okay. is amazing. Yeah. Um, we but, should say mm-hmm. this Soundtrack, this movie in general is very, very vaporwave. Very vaporwave. Very oh, yeah. Highly. Yeah. Yeah. It is uh, the Minnesota pre-vaporwave, yes, yeah. proto-vaporwave. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is very much my aesthetic. <laughs> I was saying, yeah, I feel like movies yeah. should come back you around to this. Yeah. They like kind a, of are. You got to build a mortal engine of vaporwave. Yes. Yes. That's about like if a- If you were in mortal engines, yours would be like a Encarta. Engine, right. But vaporwave. Right. Yeah, because I haven't seen Mortal Engines, and my understanding so of it is there's like a there's a, a big robot and it's just fucking shit up. Is that right? It's big cities, cities. It's on, a city robot. Cities, cities on, wheels. on wheels. They're right. called motor cities, and they and they battle each other. It's got one of those things where like the the opening thing is like as we all know after the fall the, the cities, cities had fight. to go on wheels, yes. and you're like. Yeah. They they had to. <laughs> that was the move. Wheels. Do you remember like those like micro machine play sets where it would like look like a yeah. thing and then you'd open it up and there'd be like a it's bunch like, of different scenes and characters inside? It's like the Technodrome. So the cities in Mortal Engines are like that, where they're like, oh fuck, someone's coming, and then it like folds up and all the buildings compress. <laughs> I swear to God, this movie rules oh so my God, I believe the it. first line basically is Hugo Weaving saying, prepare to ingest. Yes. Because the city is about to like eat yeah. a smaller city. Right. Because a bigger city is chasing a smaller right. city. London is chasing like, you know, some market town. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> he said that, and I was waiting for that city to open up and big teeth to yes. actually start chopping yes. down. I was like, oh man, here we it's go. So but there's there is a uh, a bionic man named Shrike. There is a bionic man. And he's like a clockwork wait, man. Is Krang inside of him? No. No. Krang would have been a good addition. I I think they were teasing Krang for the sequel. <laughs> they right. need Krang in this. I haven't seen yes. it, but they need him. Shrike yeah. does kind of look like Krang's android body. Sure. He's got that sort of vibe. He's like a Has Krangless. That's all he does. Yeah. There's also like a balloon, so he's a is, lot going on in Mortal Engines. That's that's Stephen Lang. Yes? I was gonna yes. say Stephen Lang, who you you would not know that Stephen no, Lang, I right? Did big not. glow up, right. big glow I, up I, on I, this I, man, big glow right. up. I by like his fifth scene went like, who's this guy? Was who he kind just like of looks trapped like... in a gym for five years yeah. at one point? Like, is that like part of his backstory? Is like. We closed this gym with him inside it, and we couldn't open it back well, up. And his hair so he's just like for his, five years. His hair in this is like the Woody Harrelson Venom wig. A hundred percent. It's like a fright wig. Yeah. Like for a second, you're like, is this a woman? Like, and I don't mean right. that in like yeah. an insulting way. Yeah. He's got such a sort of like dandy kind of presentation. And he's kind of pretty in this. Yeah, he's very pretty. And then he becomes like just like a beef jerky man. Right. Like he's still a very handsome guy, but it's like, yeah. it's like all taut and sinewy and intense. Yeah. 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 
I say it's good. In this one, the first thing I was like is, did they get somebody from Flock of Seagulls in this? <laughs> <laughs> like, he really does look like he's the bassist, like not right. the guy you know. Yeah, right. it's a very yeah. weird performance. I, d- I didn't recognize him until the credits, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. He, that's a lot of this cast. It's not a big cast, but it's all people who were starting. Big right. people now right. who are just but starting. Joan is, is yeah. nobody at this point. It's right. her second movie. Kim Greist, who I She's think was also Steppenwolf. Uh, yes, yeah. and yeah. she She's does Brazil cool. the credits. year before. And right. Chad, yeah. don't forget Chad. And Chad, of course. Yeah. Right. Uh, and she had West? been in a Miami Vice. Okay. What's Chud about? Cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. Ben's mm. eyes just popped oh. out of his head. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's one of those that. titles that kind of explains what the movie's about. It, it you know, might like, have a vaporwave soundtrack. I can't say for Ooh. sure. But she's also in Throw Mama from the Train, which mm, is right? all vaporwave. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, yeah. no, it's Mortal Engine, right? The train. Right. Uh, oh, wait. Train or they're tra- the cities are on City. wheels. They're, wheels. they're on like tr- you know yeah. treads. You they're know they've got tracks, like caterpillar right. tracks. Like Roma from the Mortal Engines. Yeah, uh-huh. that's uh, going to be a, a movie one day. Can, can I throw Kim something? Greased is weird. Can I right? throw something even weirder? I mean, say what you want to say about what's weird of her career, and then like, I'm going to top it off. No, with it's the just that it's like throw them out from the train the next yeah. year. Punchline in '88. But and like, she has some family movies. She has House Guest. She has the two Homeward. She's in House Guest and Homeward Bound. She's in Why Me? The um, what's it called? Christopher Lambert movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's like, that's it. Then she just stopped making movies. The end. Okay. Uh, speaking of Kim Greist uh, going completely off the grid, uh, when my mother was uh, attempting to be an actress in the uh-huh. early 80s, sure. Kim Greist was part of her uh, group of okay. uh, struggling actresses. And then she was the one she got who uh, made it. Right, right. Uh, but when I was born, she apparently was like uh, very good with me. Mm-hmm. When I was a baby, she was like, Kim. So she, she gave up acting then? She was like, Kim was my only friend who would like change diapers. Oh, wow. And so then my brother was born three years later. Kim Greist was my brother's godmother. He has never met her. Wow. And so it was one go? of those things, much like her career, where she just fucking disappeared. And my mom was like, I don't know what happened to her. She never showed up. They should do a podcast about Maybe this. Maybe one time when Kim he was Grace. a baby. James has so never spoken She her. abandoned you. She's been my brother. Oh, okay. But wait, but so like, but yeah, do, yeah, but do you think now like you could still invoke it? Like, you know, I mean, you know, obviously I'm joking, but like if the Newman family was lost at sea or whatever, Maybe. like could James be like, Kim Greist, godmother, I'm calling you in. Well, James, James is my brother. He's a bit of a wheeler dealer. So he for <laughs> uh-huh. a while would use it as like an honorific he could throw around to other people. So every couple of years he'd anoint a new godmother. Oh, so he's like, my godmother, she's like, she's in absentia. So yes. right, this title is hot. It's ready. Right. Like, yeah, who right. wants? Because nope. I was like first kid, I got my parents like high school friends. Right, you got like, I got sort of their loyal, two right. best old friends, and my mom took a big swing on. Uh, I called her Kim Violin when I was little. Kim Greased? Uh Yes. Okay. Because uh, I, I liked she, rhyming. Is that why she left? And she stormed off in a hub. Yeah, <laughs> she moved like, to an engine city. I'm not a fucking violin. Yeah. But Get it, is, out of it here. is weird. She stopped acting and stopped godmothering right about the same time. Well, she's. Good in this, I guess. She doesn't have a lot she doesn't to have do. A lot to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chud mother. Chud mother. That's what um, I'd call her. Yeah. Maybe she went underground. But yeah, like third build is Farina, who is, as far as I know, still just like a salami man. Right? Like <laughs> yeah. he's not like, it's not like people are like, Farina's in this, I'm there. No, right? This like, is like his first real dialogue role. Yes, it 100% is. Right. Right. I like it when he pops into things. It's great. Oh, uh, it's, it's he, he's when's he yeah, bad? Exactly. And it's, never, I can't believe the Academy left him out of the. Uh, I know that was that was killing me. To this day. Yeah. Get so it nice. man. There were a couple ones this year, too, that I thought were really... Awesome. There's always some weird ones. Yeah, no Vern Troyer? 
Yeah. Arlie well, Ermey. How do you not put Arlie Ermey in your freaking Yeah, they didn't have Arlie. Yeah. Who, who, I wonder who that poor soul is who has to decide. I also where did. the producer's like, you have two minutes. Yes. Like, that's it. Like, But I also feel like, why isn't that thing like six minutes long? Isn't that everyone's favorite it. part? Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's it's sort of the part that feels the most kind of communal. Well, yeah, I, I feel that same way about the uh, like uh, when they give uh, the honorary sure. yeah. Oscars. Like yeah. I, I have you have to like find the fucking stream to right. do it. I mean, make I it its own show called like Hollywood Funeral, right? And I would watch <laughs> it. You just do. You don't have to show the shots of the caskets here, yeah. urns or whatever they chose. They should but, honestly, you they, know, just do the memoriam. Do me, show me clips. In memoriam yeah. should have a commercial break. Right, <laughs> that's my pick. We, we sort of fade down, so then you could have like a bunch of bookenders because obviously, right. like the bookends are the the hottest yeah, slots yeah. in the in right. memoriam, right? Like right. Albert Finney, I think, was the end this year, right? But this way, you could like you fade Albert out, Finney fade you have a series out, like, of Applebee's, right? right? And then you fade back there are in. Places I remember, you just back in, yeah, yeah. that'd be good. Yeah. And Hunter, that roll. Okay, hey, right. Farina. Okay, probably one of the best stashes in the uh, game. Amazing, yeah. so good. I can't think of really many other. I think like if you tried to like boys. shave it off, your razor would like chip as <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. I feel like it's like painted on or something, right? <laughs> like, hey, Farina, can you shave? And he's like, you can try. Now I've I, tried. Now I'm picturing trying to use a paint chipper. Right? Yeah, where you like thing, and it yeah. just like snaps. And he's like, see, it's my curse. He's like the Hulk. Like, he's like, I tried to kill myself. Didn't work. He, he comes on to the set of Get Shorty. There's three scissors in his mustache. He's like, I, I tried again. I'm you, sorry. I, I'm I don't sorry. know what to Can't tell do you. It. His, Can't be done. His barber is hanging off of his mustache. I haven't figured out how to shake him off yet. Like Martin Scorsese called him. He's like, I want you to play uh, Mr. No Mustache. And he's like, can't do it. Sorry. Oh, my I God. Tried. That's making me think of Cesar Romero, who played the yes. Joker and just painted over it. Yes. Right. right. That would be good if Farina in one movie had just painted over it. And you no know one me, it. a 12-year-old boy with no mustache. Um, I wish yes. Farina had done like a Clifford-style movie. Oh, my like God. Like a comedy where Farina just played a child. I think Clifford is great. Hey, is Dad, come on. You got to bring hey, me my baseball game. Clifford is an all-time Clifford's classic. Clifford's yes. great movie. Uh, so Farina gets... want to say Mason? <laughs> Jack Crawford. <laughs> yes. Another. That's the other thing I love about the Hannibal franchise is that different actors have played all of the supporting characters. Right. So, so like Jack Crawford was Scott Glenn, Farina, this, Harvey Keitel, Harvey Keitel, and then Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Like they they keep switching it up. That's a pretty good, a great crew. There. It's a good crew. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a, wait. Did someone play him in Hannibal or is Han, he might not be in Hannibal? Jack Crawford isn't Jack Crawford. He's Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne. Fishburne. No, no. In Hannibal, the movies. I'm sorry. This is confusing. Oh. <laughs> yes, is yeah, it Ray Liotta? No, Ray Liotta is um Paul Krendler. Paul Krendler, who's uh. The, like, the, the one guy with the, the justice. Yeah, right. yeah, Paul yeah, yeah. from Justice. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And other people have played, like, he's in silence for, like, one scene. That's uh, right. the, the yes, one scene right. when yeah, yeah. The, it's after Corman is the one guy, right. and then like, Paul Krenman from Justice. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Ray Liotta's brain gets eaten. Uh, yes. And the last scene of Hannibal is right. Hannibal feeding more brain to a child on an airplane. We were saying how crazy it was. So, like, the rumor mill uh, pre-Hannibal was, like, crazy. Like, people were yeah. so in for that movie. And the rumor mill was like fucking Avengers Endgame. But all the leaks would sound like jackass stunts. Where they'd be like, the rumor is there's a guy without eyelids. And people would be like, no! And they'd be like, the rumor is someone eats his own brain. Like They were all just like, you won't believe how fucking nuts this movie and is. And then, as I said to you last night, you read the book and you're like, they toned the book down. Yeah. Yeah. The movie is subtle compared to the book. Yeah. 
in the book, Clarice eats the brain too, yeah. and she's like, mm, good. Like I remember they, reading because it was a huge deal when the book came out. Like it, because of course, it was Thomas Harris. Right. Yeah, yeah, and it'd been like ten years. Right. And then the whole scene with uh, uh, uh the Italian detective. Yep. Like that's super way yep. gorier than they end the movie. Who is disemboweled on screen in the movie, yeah. to be clear. It's not <laughs> yeah. like he like, you know, falls asleep and dies. <laughs> Took some pills. Hannibal just gave him some pills. <laughs> Hannibal just sort of like punches him in the face and he falls over. No, I mean, disembowelment. Yeah. You know, what's that? Uh, the guy from Casino Royale. Gianni? Yeah. Is yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Who only plays haggard Italian cops who drink eight espressos. Like, that's his That's his vibe. That yeah. was the 90s into the aughts right. for him. Yeah. He's just like, oh, right. James Bond. Then. Just, Sorry. Yeah, I don't you, know you, what to tell you. You shouldn't be here. I, I love that Quantum Sauce has James Bond throwing his body in the garbage and being like, he wouldn't care. Yeah. <laughs> he, would, he might care. I like it really felt like Alpha Casino Royale. It's like, maybe this is the other pillar of the franchise. <laughs> garbage. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Hannibal, Jack yeah. Crawford right. brings Will Graham Long out of beach. retirement yeah. to deal with the Tooth Fairy, right. who is biting people. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's a biter. That's the kind of the only thing they have to go off of are the bite marks in the in the book. And I feel like in Red Dragon, there's more with the like there's that someone makes like a tooth, uh, like a, a a cast of his yeah, mouth yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that. I feel like that's not it. Well, here. it's one. There's one shot there's where one the guy shot, from right. the thing. Uh, Shows it to Crawford. You mean the guy from the actual movie, from the, the thing? thing. Right. Yeah, okay. from the, the guy with the hands from the thing. Got it. Um, I was just making sure. I... Can, can I throw out my complaint about this guy? Which guy? Uh, Tooth Fairy. Oh, sure. Mm. Here's one thing I don't like about him. I mean, on, on paper, he seems great. Right. That's what I'm saying. By Develops much. people's photos and videos and stuff. A service. Right. Like yeah. his use of nylons. Sure. Has a cool, like, Mars His house. Is oh, so yes. goddamn oh, gorgeous. God. I love the, cool the lighting in this house. It's, has, just, it's just gorgeous. He has an appreciation for cinema. He likes to project. I genuinely, yeah. I saw that, and I was like, fuck, should I get something like this in my apartment? Like, one wall is just a big image should of I something. Should I cultivate a tooth fairy oh. vibe? <laughs> this is my complaint, Okay. <laughs> Because I like a lot of things about this guy. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh-huh. Develops photos. We said the nice Finds things. Finds his ex-target. Uh-huh. Sneaks into their home. Mm-hmm. Stabs them a bunch. Sure. Fucks little. them up. Right. Maybe fondles. Little fondling. Bites got them. Yep. God, it's already, you're right there. And then he leaves without even leaving a quarter under their pillow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the nerve of this guy. <laughs> you're right. It'd You're be right. cool if he took teeth, right? Just started yeah, ripping them out. Yeah. Just I mean, have a bag of them with him. Not even I know. A what a jerk. Uh, uh, hey, Penny, please. He doesn't want to be called the Tooth Fairy. Though. I know. Like, he wants to be called the Red Dragon. Yeah. yeah. He should leave dragons he should at their burn house people. or whatever. I guess he does course correct with um, with Stephen Lang by burning him. Yeah, yes. he burns him. He burns he him. He burns him up real good. That's probably. That I, guy is fully burned. That's, that's, to me, weirdly the most upsetting thing in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That sequence is real bad. (laughs) Which is it? Because in Red Dragon, he bites his lips off. Yeah. In Uh the book and in Red Dragon, and in Red Dragon, Anthony Hopkins like spits the lips. Like it's gross. In this, it's a little. It's a little quieter. Well, Ray finds when he gets. I mean, Ray uh, finds when he gets. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 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 Uh, And this is just the weird kiss, which is uh, disturbing. It was more unsettling, kind of, to me. Like I agree. It was more visceral. Like this, and like the shot of the old guy, like at his security desk like, oh, I love that, that guy that was one of my favorite scenes of this from the beginning I was like eh, and then just well. the wheelchair right at the right because he's turning around a little bit because he's like 
I, I, I run this parking garage. I think I hear wheels, but those sound way too small. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait, what? It's a what wheelchair? What kind of fucked up car is this coming down the road? <laughs> yeah. Somebody grilling in my parking garage? Oh, the new 1986 burning wheelchairs I had earlier. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Ray, yeah, Freddy Lounge sort of bothers them, right. uh, and Graham pretty quickly goes to see Hannibal Lecter. Right. I love this character of just this sort of, like, saucy, like, sort of, like, right. enfant terrible crime reporter. Yes, for the tattler. Right, like, he acts like he's fucking, like, you know, some, like, 1940s, like, Hollywood gossip columnist. Right. but he talks to profilers, and right. he's like, I've got the hot scoop from inside the FBI's, like, criminal psychology so, unit. did he eat their buttholes, <laughs> or what? And also, like, once he is burned up on a wheelchair, it seems like that's it. Like, yeah, he was yeah. the one fly in the ointment. The only one. It's not like there's, like, six guys trying to yeah. do this. And... That yeah. type is now a podcaster. That type is now a podcaster. That guy yeah, would just have true. a podcast and he would record it in like his murder shack, right. you know, out in <laughs> Delaware or whatever. Yeah. And be like, Freddie Lowndes, right? You won't believe what this guy does. Murder people. also do Casper ads. Yeah, 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 right, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you're going to murder someone, you need to line your basement with Casper mattresses <laughs> so the sound doesn't get out. This thing absorbs entrails. Yeah. Now, any viscera. If you want to send a finger or a body part through the mail, Stamps.com gives you a free digital scale. You all, you all uh, out of uh, people to eat? Well, Blue Apron's got yeah. your back. Right, exactly. That, that'll sort of tide you over. Yeah. Teach you some new techniques. We all love killing people, but figuring out how to serve them and best prepare them is daunting. <laughs> so, what the lecture scene. Let's talk the lecture scene. Lecture scene. Well, I was going to say, I just like how quickly, like, he's like, okay, I'll do this one case for you. And then it's like back into all the fucking bullshit. He can't like, not do like, this. Right. right. He's like, yeah, I'll do this one case. And he's like, my doing first thought should probably be the guy thing. who traumatized right. me beyond repair. I'll this, go talk to him. Yeah, that's I think this right. is one of the few movies where a character talking to himself this much makes total sense. Of course. Like, this guy just stares at a fucking picture. Right. For like an hour, and is like, do I, do I kiss the body? Right. right. Do I bite it? Um, but the lecture scene rules. It's interesting how many sort of visual similarities there are to the Sons of the Lambs thing. Sure. In sort of the the shot reverse shot through right. the bars. But the Sons of the Lambs sort of rolls him out, where it's like yeah. she's yes. walking down the long hallway. He's standing. He's like you know ready to sort of like and have he gets fun. a hero's welcome. Where in this he's this kind of he's big, you know, yeah. he's kind of brutal. You're right. you're going to see your ex. Like that's yeah, what this exactly. feels like, yes. and I think that's on purpose. But like, and he's so. And he's like a caged animal. Like yeah. he's like eyeing him. Like and it's like, oh, I want to eat that Cox face. is small too. Yeah, he's kind, of, like, he's kind of a bowling ball. Bri yeah. Like Brian Dennehy was supposed to be this character, I guess. I think so. And yeah. said like you should you should call go see Brian this guy. Cox. Right. And like he says, that's like what I like about it. He is so small. He doesn't stand up the way uh, uh, right. Hopkins, Hopkins does, says, where right. he's so presented. He's just like, come on, baby, come tell me, come, right. come in your trouble. Like, he's sort of burly. He's hunched over. He's yeah. very still, and he's like very quiet. Like he just has that sort of like professor arrogance. Yes, uh, but but Hopkins is so stylized, yeah. and this is like kind of the most like real world scary version. Yes, it's of, the most like banal take right, on him, right? Um, because like Mads Mikkelsen, like. Will Graham eventually sees him as a black, jet black demon with antlers. Yes. Like when yeah. he's like having his hallucination. Yeah. And like, do you know that Pete Holmes joke about Silence of the Lambs? 
where he's like, where we was like, when I was learning to make movies, I didn't realize the script was never going to be exactly right. Mm-hmm. And then I re- like in Sounds of Lambs when he, after the Chianti scene, he goes like, <laughs> and he's like, right, the script doesn't just have forty Fs. <laughs> <laughs> like Hopkins just decided to do that. Yeah, like you yeah. know, Hopkins is so theatrical. Right. Whereas this guy's not theatrical at all. At all. Right. There were yeah. no Fs in the script. I don't know. Maybe we should look at the script. And it's like I his, you know, liver. They didn't. I, they didn't give no Fs. Yeah. Actually, from a, it, <laughs> another ten comedy. Uh, inside the actor's studio, I remember the Hopkins episode very specifically. Being like, I, I just did that. Right. I it's just did totally. That yeah, yeah. Right. And they were like, <laughs> you know, like what's right, the Demi's like? What if you like make a weird sucking sound for ten seconds? <laughs> you just imagine the script supervisor coming up to him after that take and go like, "Okay, uh, so Anthony, just a few notes. Uh, first of all, uh, I don't know which draft you've been working off of, uh, but the one I have here doesn't have seventeen consecutive Fs in it. Uh, also, you're saying a uh, uh, Chianti wrong, right. and he's like, "Oh, uh, cool, uh, fuck off." <laughs> Also, how, do not care. Also, how do exactly do you eat fava beans? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. just suck them in. Yeah, he's like a Roomba. He's like one by one. one? I'm Kirby. <laughs> the Nintendo game. I am Kirby. Oh I just my suck god! Them in. Yes, Brian Cox or Anthony Hopkins would be an excellent Kirby. Uh, Brian Cox would be a good Kirby. Brian he's Cox round. Yes. Really right. Yeah. He's kind of burly. Okay, wait, here's an actual thing. Full of Kirby's hot air. He's a bruiser. Here's an actual thing. How good would Brian Cox be as Bowser? Very oh, good, man. Very good. Very and, good. Uh, it, I mean, we have our fun and games, but let's get mm, really serious. The, the crown here. hangs not, heavy. Not voicing yeah. either. No. no, no. This a no, full, full shot on yep. that back. Not, not motion capture either. Not at all. He's got to be. It's got to be an entirely practical performance. I think he'd be good. I think he'd be. He's got the time. But he would yeah. finally yeah. fucking win his Oscar. He would be better yeah. than Dennis Hopper was in that role. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys seen? Uh, uh, and I say this because the two of you are on the show. Because I would usually uh, get laughed at if I asked uh, David and Ben this question. Have you guys seen the uh, uh, Masters of the Universe documentary on Netflix? Uh, no, I, I did not. not know this existed, but I know that film. Yeah, uh, it, it's a documentary about the history of like He-Man as a brand, but they go into the movie a lot. Yeah, and you're like, Langell is not going to sit down and talk. No, to but he no. he's like, right, this was a character. He's like, right. a, yeah. it's probably my favorite role I've ever played. Right. Really? <laughs> yeah, and he was like, I I genuinely, it's one of my greatest regrets in life that I never got to play Skeletor again. I miss him, and they're like, so like the costume, like you have all yeah. this heavy shit, and like. The makeup, and he was like, I was actually really angry that they took the fight scenes away from me and had the stunt guy do them. He's like, I spent eight wow. months training. I mean, I was surprised because they didn't put him in the uh, the canon documentary where they talk extensively yeah. about that. Because I think he didn't have anything bad to say. Like, right. the, the other guys were like, we want you to talk shit about this company. No. And he's like, no, no, I loved it. Right. I loved it. This documentary is, like, mostly about the toys, mm. and there's 20 minutes about the movie, and they talk to Langella, and he's like, yeah, people think I did it because my son liked it, and that's true, but I also thought Skeletor was one of the great characters I ever read. So this interview is like Frost Skeletor? It's Frost Skeletor. <laughs> I just want Cox to do that. I want Cox yeah. to be like, this isn't a paycheck for me. I see Bowser as like a King Lear figure. I've grabbed women from towers all the time. All the time. I, it's one of my favorite <laughs> things to do. Bowser wants to get married. That's yeah. Bowser's deal, yeah. right? He's who's just a, pushy. Who's Mario? Who's Mario? Yeah, who's our Mario today? If Dennis Farina. Hoskins was just so Hoskins was Farina. So Farina would have been a good Mario. He's yeah. got the mustache. I'm not sure These if Goombas is. are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Dennis Franz could still do <laughs> I don't it. Know. Dennis Franz could be Mario. He could be like old Mario. Though. Yeah. That yeah. would be like oh, Mario, yeah. the Dark Knight Returns Mario. 
Come have retirement like, for one last mushroom. You know, like lifts out of the armchair. Yeah. He's like, or oh, like, yeah, one last mushroom. He failed. Like the princess was never rescued. Yeah. And he's yeah. an old withered man. And he's like, Before, I'm not going to die on this deathbed. I'm going to actually try to get that princess. I don't care what castle she's in. I'm going to get uh, a new joint to do a super jump. <laughs> then he has some Metamucil and sits down for a while. Yeah. I start my scene. This is Brian Cox. I start my scene with the back to the audience so I can pull them in. I'm trying to seduce them in an entirely different way. When Tony's doing it, mm-hmm. Mr. Hopkins, he's an indefe- indefatigable force. Like, sure. Yeah. He's so theatrical. You know, he does that thing where he's like closer, you know, to, right. to Jodie Foster. My favorite part about the Brian Cox lector is that he does this phone shit and it's at, right out of war games. I he's love like, that. Kind of stick of gum. Oh, oh my God. This movie rules because of all the old tech shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it almost made the me The part think. where they're looking up the IDs too and it's like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. My, I just yeah. feel like tech technology in general is like kind of ruined procedurals a little bit because like computers just, it's like less engaging. Yeah. Yeah. And watching people oh, like 100%. Telefax and the, like the Will Graham experience is that he is beyond technology. Like he can get in the mind. He's that's a his, that's his whole thing. He's right. Down Day Lewis. He gets lost. The, my favorite thing in the entire movie is that he uses the gum to hack the phone and then just uh, eats the stick of gum. Why right, wouldn't yeah. he chew the gum while he's on the phone? Now that he got the number he wanted. You're right. That is that's a cool move. That's sort of like a low key like superstar move. Right. He's like I I pulled this off. I don't need a second shot at this. Well, it's just like the way that you were talking about Hopkins as like he's just presented there and he's a force. Right. Where like this does like the, just the way he talks, like it's very normal. Like, yeah, not to say yeah. there's normal. He's very conversational. He is. Whereas like, there's no big statements the way that Hopkins but, is. Yes. It's also sort of just crazy to imagine going to the theater, not knowing who Hannibal Lecter right. is. Maybe yeah. having not read the book, certainly not knowing about the Hopkins thing. Right. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is that's that was an interesting scene. That was pretty arresting. Yeah. They have the one super like that. That's the same atrocious aftershave. Yeah. And then, like, the thing where he's like, you have disadvantages, you're insane, right? Which right. is, like, cute. It's a great line. Yeah. It's such a good line. But in, like, Red Dragon, that is, that is like, that was in the trailer. Yeah, that right. was, like, the hottest line. Whereas right. this, you know, Peterson says it pretty flatly. What's also this He's movie, so afraid to be in the room with him. This movie doesn't hype up Hannibal in the same way you, that Tonsa Lambs you does. You need him, like, ten minutes in, and he's just there. Right, and you're yeah. just like, this Peterson guy seems to be cautious about going to meet this guy. Sure. But when he's like in the room and he's like that civilized and that well-spoken and that sort of calm, you're like, what's going on here? And it's like as the scene unfolds, you start to realize how terrifying this guy is. And I think the way he exits is so like that whole thing where he's so panicked all of a sudden. Yeah. Or it's more like he knows he can't lose. He'll lose. He's about to lose his cool. Right. Like Lecter will see him melt down. I actually like and it's it's entirely a testament to his work. But I, like, feel physically uncomfortable watching Peterson in this movie. Totally. It's like 100%. watching Britney Spears shave her head. And you're just like, this is, I can't get any satisfaction from Right. This. And it's sort of an interesting lead character to have. Because yeah. he's, right. You're kind of like, dude, stop it. Right. Like, oh, no. Right. <laughs> no, don't it, do this. And in the age of the hero cop, oh, like, yes. it's so insane to have this and be like, yeah, this is our guy. Right. And he's like, just like so, like sweaty the whole movie. You've got that early scene where he goes to the crime scene, yeah. and it's like this empty house, and he's talking to himself. Right. When does he imagine the woman with like the white eyes? Is that a little later? That's later. That's yeah. so good. He's That's got the amazing. weird thing. It's the thing that bugs me about my own hair, where the sides and the back puff out more mm-hmm. than the top. He's got a puffy hair. Yeah. Well, that's he's not a silver fox. He's a silver lion. He's, he's got a really big mane, and it's well yeah, put. Yep. It's, very, it's very lovely. Well I can't put. keep my eyes off. Right, because foxes are sleek, and yeah. lions are majestic. Yeah. <laughs> Peterson's a majestic guy. He's a majestic guy. Billy Peterson. 
Billy Peterson. We got to do Friedkin so we can do To Live and Die in L.A. We He's do. so good in that, too. It is crazy now that we're also going to cover two Hannibal movies in the same year. Yeah, we are. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. And we'll never cover Red Dragon, probably. We definitely will cover Hannibal Rising. Yeah, of course. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> you Peter Weber. You guys are going to go through the McG series, right? Yes. You know? Girl with a Pearl podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Pod with a cast earring. Um... Uh, and uh, yeah, you know we could do Ridley Scott. I, I've always wanted to. It's just he just makes too many movies. That's his problem. I feel like you and I are on the same page. If we covered someone with that long a filmography again, we would maybe do the Spielberg thing where we split we'd break it. it up. We'd yeah. find some sort of midpoint. Yeah. For Scott, I guess it's the '90s, right? Like I, when so, he like truly goes off the reservation. Someone tweeted at us like uh, when uh, you guys started covering Tim Burton. My wife was not visibly pregnant. And now right. she's given birth. <laughs> birth. <laughs> birth. <laughs> It was a borth. <laughs> she borthed. Yeah, she borthed. Um, come on, what else do we want to talk about in well, this movie? Well, you mentioned the white eyes, and I mm, thought I love that shit. It's isn't it so and the white good? Teeth, the like glowing mouth. Right. Yeah. It's like because it's kind of keepy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's one, yeah. one keepy touch. And Peterson is like, you know, he's going crazy trying to get in right. the mind of what the tooth fairy is, and he wants to be seen and desired by other people. So it's like almost like I think they're supposed to represent like a reflection. Yes, because right, he does right. take out mirrors and break them he up. He likes and rep- mirrors. He likes the eyes. moonlight. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, right, right. Yeah. So. There's just, I mean, there's all these good reversals in this. Like, I, I always stick with the, um, and apparently this was a pain in the ass to shoot, the uh, scene with him in the airplane and he's dreaming of his home life yeah. while the murder photos are just everywhere. <laughs> so great. And I was just like, oh man, yeah. I've been little, there before. I've like watched a ba- uh, yeah. the wrong movie uh, on an airplane. 100%, and, and, and right. like, I, who hasn't watched a snuff film or kept oh, around yeah. murder had, photographs on an airplane? <laughs> I've had Leota brains and some Tupperware on an airplane. No and a kid yeah. You got it. You got it. Because, yeah. I mean, the brains they serve on the flight are so bad. Yeah, I know. Oh, Those it, are microwave freeze dried brains. Yeah. Flight attendant, is the motion picture today on the plane? Playing the Zapruder film because it's my favorite movie. The long cut, the director's yeah. cut, please. Yeah, right. Yes, right. The director's Frames cut. inserted. You know the yeah. stuff the CIA didn't cut out of it. You could put stills in the middle of it. They're saying these are Leota brains on the menu, but this these taste like Ken Wall brains at best. I was wondering who you're gonna. Do. I was working really I hard to pull. I was ordered like, Leota brains and they gave me egg noodles and ketchup. <laughs> The ultimate indignity. <laughs> good fellas. That's the link. Yeah. Peterson's like, I won't do it. Leota's yeah. like, I will do it. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. And then he gets his brain eaten. What else? Oh, they do the thing where they like shame him in the Tattler. Tattler. Yes. And that's when you have the Freddie Lounge scene. I right. love, yes. I love yeah. all that stuff. I mean, the, do you see? Yes. And this is a little and slideshow. The mm-hmm. lab thing with the note on the toilet paper that they know they need to replace. That is really fun. That stuff rules. Like, well, because you get all the process and lab stuff. So like, much good uh, process uh, in uh, this movie. A uh, bulldog from Frasier is one of the guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he shows up again in Sansa of the Lambs, which is really funny to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bulldog from Frasier. I, I think uh, Moose was what? What was he? Eddie from. He wasn't a bulldog, he was a terrier. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Moose? Yes, Jack he was. Yes, Jack Moose? Well said. Thank you. <laughs> Winner of the Palm Dog. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, yeah, no, but all that man process stuff is is so uh, good. Yeah. A lot of blue light. All of his blue light. Yeah. I know, which critics at the time, I think, were kind of like how critics of like Soderbergh's time were like, enough with the filters. Like, they were like, yeah. eh. It's too obvious. I love all the filters. I love all that shit. I don't understand people who complain about filters. If it's pointed, I love it. Like, like if you're just doing it because, like, I saw traffic yellows in this year. Like, (laughs) 
Like, what the fuck's that? But I just like it where he's like, this is a blue scene. Let's make it blue. Yeah. Put a blue on it. Yeah. Put a blue on it. And blue here is sort of like homey. It's like, you know, it's for the romance. It's for the scenes with his wife. Which is weird. Did you see those? Um, but sort of reflects yeah, his like, yeah. state it feels of mind. Like moonlight in those shots. Right. And then we talk about the tooth fairy likes the moon as well. He does. He's got an awesome goddamn moon in his in his apartment or house oh, yeah. or whatever. And he watches people from afar in their yards. He loves it. Pretty yard. nice. Whittling on trees. Not the, bad. He's, he's a, a peeper. hobbyist. He's a peeper. Yeah. He's yeah. a hobbyist. And he's he a peeper. He's a classic he learns peeper. Stuff. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I mean, like, I, I like the scenes with him in the workspace, like when we finally meet him. Because all this, uh, the, the, the camera really rushes at him. I remember the first couple shots of Dollar Hide. You're just like, here he is, like him moving through the thing. And like, they pull back the camera really quick. Yeah. And it suddenly felt like you were, like he got away from that distancing thing. That is somehow in his in all of his movies, like the calm of it, all well, of a sudden got broken. And also structurally, it's so cool that you hold off on seeing any of the guy for so long, and then you spend like fifteen minutes just with him, right? Like in his daily life. Uh, I mean, look what what did I say to you guys in the DM thread? Of um, all else, he's a really good housemaker. <laughs> he is. The interior decoration yeah. is fantastic. He seems like a pretty good date. I mean, I, yeah. hey, hey, I've never rubbed a tiger. A homemaker. Uh, suitor brings me to a tiger to rob. Yeah. That's that's a that's a thrilling adventure for me. He's very polite about like he's like I just made you a gin and tonic. It's right in front of you. Yeah. I like that scene. Yeah, uh, Joan Allen's great. It's a weird so, role. Yes, like it's a slight role, but like I love Joan Allen. I mean, look, this uh, obviously a a major Michael Mann complaint that I only think gets corrected in the last couple of films uh-huh. tends to severely underwrite all of his female characters. Sure, that's yeah. they yeah. just exist to be like. Symbols, right, right, right. Or don't murder me. Excuse me, could you avoid murdering me? Please, if you wouldn't (laughs) mind, I'm trying to live here. Uh, Yeah, no, I think Madeline Stowe in Mohicans is kind of his most developed female character. I'm going to give you a hot take. Sure. I think the best one is Jada Pinkett Smith in Collateral. Well, I love Jada Pinkett Smith in Collateral. And I think the, you know, she's also amazing in Ali. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I love her in Collateral, though. She rolls out. Love Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah. Another person who uh, doesn't get enough respect. 100%. Yeah. Does not get enough respect. Also, another person who was in Gotham. Oh, Fish yeah, she Mooney. was. Fish Mooney forever. Yeah. Yeah. Fish Mooney. I thought she was going to be like, uh, did she, because she, uh, she left after she, first season? She's out, yeah. after, out after the first season, but then she's back and she's like even fishier yeah, or yeah. whatever. Like, you know, like, like She's like remixed. Yeah. Something fishy is going on. Right, exactly. Obviously, she grows scales. Uh, it was just so weird where they're like, this show is going to be kind of built around the penguin. You're like, cool. And then the, the main gangster is called Fish Mooney. And I'm like, another fish thing? <laughs> Like, right? Like, yeah. you know, like, the penguin's de- he Does eats the fish. penguin eat her? Yeah. Yeah, right. He's got, uh, a, got a heavy named the glacier. <laughs> can I can I say that uh, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is zombie? Is, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? I, know that. I could see that, actually. Yeah. In the, especially in the Fish Mooney get-up. Yeah. Push me, Fish Mooney. Push me, Fish. <laughs> fish me, Push Mooney. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, so, uh, well, Manhunter? It's a masterpiece of eighties yes. crime. Well, and I'll say this: this episode, this episode works as a sort of exploration of us descending into madness, William exactly. Peterson style. Yeah. As as the filters around us right. are all like tinted blue. Yeah, Ben put on a blue filter in the room where we're recording. Um, that feels very calming. I will say it is yeah. calming. Yeah. It's but relaxing. It's yeah. the calm before the storm because we should probably mention the whole like Peterson's not supposed to even 
go ahead of everyone and and break into uh, what's his name? Dollar Hides. Yeah, Dollar yeah. Hide. Interesting name. Great name. Francis <laughs> Dollar Hide. And it's the most interesting way to break into someone's house is you just start running at their fucking window and jump through it. Well, yeah, you got to go the Rambo entrance. Yeah, that's it's, what you want. And I, it backfires in such a great way. Yeah, it's fantastic. You think it's a bad idea to make a nice loud entrance <laughs> that also <laughs> that probably they, damages your body in the damages process. Your body this guy is not a threat. He's only six seven. <laughs> Also incapacitates you. Yes. Oh. You know, and uh, I mean, we're getting to the, I mean, there's the thing with like his home address, right? That that's the code. Yeah. Right. That's yes. pretty cool. And right. I like that scene and the sort of red herring of it. Right. It's oh, not oh. the Bible. Right. Well, and also the kid waking up. Yeah. Waking up Kim Grace saying that they hear someone. You right. think it's going to be dollar high. Right. But it, yeah. it's and it's the, all the SWAT guys being like, hey, uh, how's it how's Hey, it what's up? And like, yeah. and it's the guy, isn't it the guy who uh, the Terminator 2, the T-1000 finger pokes? Oh, no, it's not door. him, it's but not I, him? I know what it's you're yeah. It's that guy. And that guy is similar. in shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. That guy's in shit. Yes. That redhead guy? Whatever yes. Oh, yeah. He's in yeah. Gremlins 2. They are bo- they're both yes. in Gremlins 2. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yes, the twin brothers. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And right. they're in uh, uh, Looney Tunes back in action as right. the Warner Brothers. Oh, really? Right. So Dante loves them. Another yeah. guy in this film that's uncredited. I forget the actor's name. He's at the start where he's like saying, oh, the vi- video, t- the VHS tapes of the families are in your place, William Peterson. And he's been in like everything. He was in Stand By Me as like the, ba- the bad dad, mm. like... Uh, like the wrong kid died. And yes. I forget his name. It's it's killing me because I know he's been in so much other stuff. I thought you were going to bring up the fact that in the uh one of the scenes where we're breaking down, like we're getting ready to go find him, uh Chris Elliott. Yes! <laughs> that is we... wild. Thank you. This is the year forget. before the abyss. It's, right. it's yeah. prime Chris Elliott's in a yeah. scene. I wouldn't forgive myself if we didn't mention. Chris Elliott, the best. also Cabin boy himself, and Get a Life. Oh yeah. yes, and yeah. The Late Show with David Letterman. That's well, what's weird is that like before he started having a proper acting career, it was like Letterman sketches, then like one scene roles in totally dramatic films, mm-hmm. playing straight perfunctory roles, yeah. and then he becomes like weirdo comedy actor. Right. That's I was ex- I was expecting him to have like a zinger or something. Yeah, no, no, he's just, I mean, just dispenses some info. Yeah, and there's a lot thing, of like, office chat. In the this abyss. Movie. He just reads the shit off the monitor. And he's like, hey, there's an alien and yeah. it's saying something. Like Looks he doesn't like do it's anything. In the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> but um, lots of office chat. Really, like eighty yeah, yeah. percent of this movie is office chat. Yeah. It's like brightly lit rooms. Farina in a black suit, like looking stressed. That's out. the thing I like is that like even though it's dealing with like these grotesque, like horrific murders. The office scenes have the exact same like aesthetic to them as like Beverly Hills Cop. Yes. Yeah. Like the first one where it's just like, this is just like work a day thing. <laughs> like imagine like what greater horror than having this be your day job. Right. Although you get to scramble a lot of choppers and jets. <laughs> and Some good chopper action in this one. Yeah. Descrambling. I love the tattler. Just what a what a silly name for tattling. like. Like, oh, I can't wait to see what's been tattled this yeah. week. Tattling is bad. Yeah. And awful. No they, one likes a tattler. Childish. And they also print the most obscure, odd personals. That's right. like avid fan. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Bizarre. Hey, but that's how you made your money in the 80s, in the yeah. 80s print business. You had to tattle. Yeah, serial killer personals. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, the, yeah. The, that the whole system is cool of them realizing that's how they're communicating. That's cool. The moment where you realize the Dollar Hyde and Lecter are, like, in communication is, like, Because oh, Dollar Hyde's like, Lecter? Cool guy. Yeah. yeah. I hear he eats eats them. I, I just bite. 
recognized you know. game. Yeah, me, I oh, just He's bite. just chewer. Right, yeah. right, exactly. He's a chewer and he's an eater. Nibble. Right. And I love the Peterson detail of like, make sure the sign in the background's a little fuzzier. Because we want him to be able to make it out, but not like not make, know make that him we're, think that we didn't want exactly right. right. Um, and then you know, there's the denouement. I mean, that, we've talked about this movie. I mean, we're fine, right? Plot wise, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we've forgotten before the we did like, a little less literal plotting, but, but yeah. we, co- we covered uh, the things. Yeah, I think those are the main things, right? Yeah, the break in. Yeah, we we got through them. Right yep. there, there's the the big break in the shootout scene where co- some cops needlessly die because William Peterson rushes in. By the way, we see like yeah. some dude's brains or something. Yeah, there's one really gory shooting death. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's got a shotgun. I want to say, uh, Michael Mann mm-hmm. correspond spent several years corresponding with an imprisoned murderer called Dennis Wayne Wallace, which sounds like something Michael Mann would just do for kicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Wallace told him he was obsessed with a woman he didn't know. And that Iron Butterfly's song in Nagata da Vida was like their song in his head. Like he and he told man this, like, I would always hear it if I saw her. And so man was like, Cool, 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 gonna use it in my movie. That's like that that's my denouement. Do you have any idea what started that correspondence? Oh, I'm probably just chatting. No, I don't know. I'm a big fan. Uh, Charlie, Charlie you know, research. Michael Mann was a big fan of his work. Right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yes, right, yes. Yes. I think he probably wrote to all the serial killers because yeah. You mentioned Hannibal yeah. had much uh, buildup as Avengers Endgame mm-hmm. in the press and whatnot. Yeah. I just want that Avengers of serial killers. You get Charlie mm-hmm. Manson. Ooh. Hannibal's kind of a, you know, a, a fictional creation, but let's say he's in there. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, well, well that's the thing. Would you want go all fictional or would you want to go? How about a mix? Like maybe, Interesting. you know, Mike, Michael Myers, maybe. Yeah. He's a fun yeah. guy. Well, even the less talkative. I mean, he'd be more of a, like a Groot. Yeah, and we can't do character. can't do Jason Voorhees because he'd smell too much. You, yeah, and you're going on like sky carriers. Is it's that what they have? One of those things where like Jason feels a little more like monstery than Michael Myers, who is just right. like this is a very skilled serial killer. You could mm. easily meet Hannibal in the in the psych. What is it called? Asylum, a psychiatric mm. institute. Yes. Here's something else I just found out that I have to tell you. They okay. couldn't afford a fake plane mm-hmm. for the plane scene, so he just booked the a plane. He booked the whole crew onto a plane, like uh, what was it? Uh, Chicago to Orlando, and then when the plane took off, they took out cameras and started filming. And the stewardesses were like, "What are you? Do? You can't do this! What? They yes. took it hostage. It, that's insane. That's amazing. That's if you did that now, Michael Mann would be in uh, prison. Yes. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> like they'd be like, no, nope. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no man. plane antics. Gitmo. Uh, can I tell you guys? I pitched this to David the other day, talking okay. about like big ultimate uh, epic crossover team up movies we want to see. We're only two in, but I think he's keeping a good pace. And pretty soon we could get the ultimate team up movie of Nicholas Holt playing twentieth century novelist. Oh yeah, oh man, we got Tolkien, and we got we Salinger. Got Salinger. Right. He's working Ooh. through them. So who should he play next? Wow, uh, Elmore Leonard. L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, yeah. L. Ron Hubbard oh, yeah. and <laughs> Elmore Leonard. Only as a novelist. I want a movie that's just about him writing right. his novels. <laughs> like, what if Earth was the battlefield? <laughs> there is like literally a scene in Tolkien where he like is like looks distantly into, you know, middle distance, like a fellowship. Yeah. Yeah, like that. <laughs> that, that or you could play like movie. Raymond Chandler and just be like, oh wait, what's that? A gun. <laughs> I saw a guy with a gun. <laughs> Let's put that in my in my my novel. Let me write a hundred books. Uh, high Earth. No. 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 Low like earth. balls it up through. <laughs> yeah. 
Wait a sec. Middle Earth. There, there's definitely a scene in Tolkien where he goes middle. Like he says that. Is there a ring thing in it? I mean, he has to you see get, him get a married, ring. and yeah, he goes he like, married. "With this ring, mm, I the right." <laughs> oh, sorry, honey. Uh, let's yeah. just say a goblin took my ring. He takes out his <laughs> typewriter on the altar. That's um, why I'm not. I haven't been wearing my wedding band yeah. because a golem yeah. took it. Oh, wait sure, a let's just say it went that. into a volcano. I don't yeah. know what happened. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's divorce. Does he get divorced by throwing his wedding ring into a volcano? Wow, Mount Doom. No, he, he Mount Doom was divorced. divorced. Yeah, yeah, Mount Doom was divorced. Mount Doom was divorced. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so yeah, I don't know. Dollarhide sees Joan Allen kissing someone, goes nuts. Oh, that's and, a great uh, they, one. You yeah. Know, uh, he puts it together. What's it, you know, Graham puts it all together. He's a film He's guy. He's seen the photos. Yep. He's seen the film He's before. He's cased the house through He's that. He's the original 24-hour photo. Ex- yes. Side the photo. That's Back. a great moment, too. Just like like the One padlock, the pets. Hour. How he, oh, yeah, of course. He added 23 hours to that. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Overshot by a lot. <laughs> he really did. What a bad business. <laughs> One million-hour photo. Yeah. Like, that's the sequel. <laughs> Well, I like about that scene before the uh, before the uh, before he get he takes Joan Allen mm-hmm. is you're just in there's a freaking rocking song uh, strong as I am yeah oh, that song rules yeah. rock yeah and then you see him literally pull the top of uh, his car like off yep and I'm like I just assumed he was a string bean up until right. now no. Yeah. no he's superhuman he's like a beast. <laughs> Oh, the other thing we should talk about is... Well, especially if the dragon, if he's yeah, the yeah, if dragon. He's trying to get into dragon mode. I am the dragon. He the, has dragon energy. The, this does have big D. Yeah. The, the fucking stocking over the head look. It's scary. Very it, scary. It, yeah, but has anyone been fooled by that? I could still make this guy out in a, in a mug shot. Well, if someone or, did that oh, now, I'd be like, Manhunter? You are, are you like a Manhunter? <laughs> like if a, if a serial killer had half stocking, I'd be like, oh, yeah. Michael Mann. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. Clever reference. Yeah. Um, uh, box office game. Oh uh, well, I just want to say uh, the shootout is cool. Yeah, yes. I love a man shootout. Yeah. I love his weird approach to gunshots with the sort of like stuttery kind of like approach to gunshots. Tom Noonan with a one-handed shotgun shot. That Pretty was cool. wild. Yeah. Uh, Noonan, a zillion gallons of blood comes out of him. Right, yes. and there's that uh-huh. thing where he's lying. Yeah. He got stuck to the ground because it was so much fucking fake blood, and it was like hot. Uh, they had to like uh, like peel uh, the floor off with him. Uh, Let's play the box office game. Manhunter. Big flop. Came out August 15th. Sweaty. Mm. 1986. So I am like four months old. Wow. You haven't been born. I've not been born Ooh. yet. It made $8.6 million, which, yeah, is not good. I'm no. three, by the way. Yeah, me too. Oh, there you go. <laughs> this is the first Dante Spinati, which is like man's regular yeah. guy. Uh, just another crazy thing mm. that this film, uh, 30 years earlier, uh, unadjusted, still outgrossed Black Hat. Yes, exactly. Black really? Hat made less wow. than yeah, let, eight point six. I loved, I loved Black Hat. Oh, I think I Black think Hat rules. Oh, really? Yes. Most yeah. people tell me I am Black Hat honks. Yeah. <laughs> honks. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, Fucking that's honks. so good. It's uh, great. So I love that. Uh, now I gotta wait two years to use it. It's cool um, now. Black Hat's great. Um, no, Black Hat fucking rules. It, it is yeah. crazy. I was like, that didn't do well, right? I did like no. 15 and we looked it up like seven. It is so good. And Seven people released tell me on like 3,000 screens during Thor. That's insane. But people tell me I'm wrong. No, no, no it's, it's a great. A really I'm glad movie. to know that I'm right. No. I picked a honker. We'll get to it. But you definitely picked a honker. <laughs> but here's the thing. You yeah. hear August 1986, you're like, oh, that must have been like a trashy time for the movies, right? Like right. August used to be a real dumping ground. Yes. Number one this weekend, he's going to guess the box 86. office. And okay. feel free to guess yourself if you 
if Griffin's struggling. Um, he'll usually sure. beat everyone to the punch. Number one is maybe my like favorite movie of this year. Wow. Uh, it's a horror movie. Does it win Best Picture in your uh, spreadsheet? No. David has a spreadsheet oh, of boy, who spreadsheet. he would give the awards to every year in every category. Really? Don't Can I see this other one? people that? <laughs> yes. No. This secret I talk about it on my podcast. Yes, I don't know. Right. I think a, an FBI profiler needs to take a look at you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I probably do. Um, no, maybe it'd be, be. This is like a top movie. This is such a good movie. It's a horror movie. It's a horror movie. It's from a great director. Is it elevated horror? Mm. I know what it is. I'm is just, it a carpenter? It's the fly. Oh, wow. I was going to guess what, fly Carpenter or Cronenberg. What yeah. year is Thing? 87? Th- Thing's the same year as E.T., isn't it? Isn't it 80? Oh, it's earlier? Is 84? Let's find out. 82? Let's find out. 82. <laughs> okay. Wow. A lot earlier. Yeah. yeah, wow. Yeah, it's The Fly. The Fly opened this weekend. Yeah. Manhunter opened against The Fly. Uh, oh. Is he your best actor winner? Yes. Yeah, cool. Okay, thank God. Um, seven million. The fly opens number one. Manhunter's uh, hey. open at number eight. If, you know, wow. yeah. yeah, people are not open to two million dollars. Manhunter, no one wants to see that. The fly is so good. The Do fly. we like the fly? The fly is amazing. The fly it's is pretty good. good. It's an incredible movie. I, I, it was the one where you I a fly guy. Buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> that was definitely the one where I was like, oh, I'm definitely into this guy. Like sure. I, I had seen a history of violence, and I was like, that's really good. And sure. then I went, yeah. back, went back, and then right. I was like, oh, okay. I think Fly was the first one of his I saw. I saw it like when I was homesick from school on TV. And when I started watching it, the first 30 minutes, I was like, oh, this must be different than that horror movie, The Fly. <laughs> right, like, I right, knew, right, I'd yeah, seen right. the image uh-huh. of like right. the final creature, and I was like, well, that couldn't be in this movie. Right. This is some other movie this that has the same there. title. Right. And then when it started transforming into that movie, I was like, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fly rolls. Number two. At the box office is a, is a comedy. It's also new this week. Uh, comedy starring a, a Ben guy. Starring a Ben. Oh, ben Do you is, agree? Ben's laughing just I have looking not at seen the title. This film. I've never seen it either. Is no. it John Candy? It is. 87? Is it Who is Harry Crumb? It's not Who is Harry Crumb. Great Outdoors? Yeah, yes. Armed and Dangerous. Correct. Yes. Oh. Is that him and Levy? Uh, him and yes. Levy, yeah, yeah. Robert Loja, Young yeah. Made Ryan. It's wow. good. You really? Should, you should check it out, honestly. Are it's, they cops? Okay. What are they? They're like security guards. Like yes. they, cool. It's one yeah. of those classic, uh, you know this actor? Yeah, yes, I know John Candy. Yeah. He has a job. Yeah. <laughs> His job. <laughs> Well, there's a kind of a plot with uh, waste management, I think. Yes, there and is. It's, yeah. It's uh, quite honestly, check it out. At Guard Dog Security, John Candy is undercover. You thought the tagline was over? No, no. That was just the first <laughs> sentence. Overdressed. That's the second sentence. And keeping you safe from the scum of the earth. It's got like a scarf? Oh, that yeah. is from the climactic sequence wow. in which he has to take over a big rig truck. Yes, it's a it's a honker, dude. It's a honker. <laughs> this one honks. Isn't Men in Black protecting you from the scum of the universe? Yes. Very protecting similar the from the scum of the universe. Yeah. yeah, well, they ripped it off, I guess. Uh, I don't know this movie, but uh, it opened above Manhunter. Wow. Finished with 15. Wow. Uh, all right, number three you, is... Uh, just um, quick, very, yeah, yeah, very ahead, tiny say a tangent. What keeps throwing me off, I keep on making jokes about Zachary Levi being a Jew, like in a, a prideful way. Uh-huh. Like Shazam's a Jew, which he's like super fucking Christian, but it's because of Eugene Levy and Levi. Oh. I'm like, well, Levy's the ultimate Jew. Those names are so similar. He must be Jewish. Yeah. And then apparently he was one of those guys who would be like converting people on the set of Chuck. He's, yeah, he's, really he's an evangelical that. Christian. He was a guy where people would be like, hey, great take, Zach. And he's like, you want on the secret to that take? 
I've accepted the Lord into my heart. Wow. <laughs> he was one of those guys. Right. Yeah, I'd love to I would love to work with that. Yeah, I'd love uh, to be a PA on that set. That would be so fun. It's like just let me fucking slice the bagels, <laughs> Levi. And I'm, I'm I just slept one off. I'm yeah. sorry if <laughs> right. you're not. Yeah. Um number three. Okay. Is number three. just another masterpiece of nineteen eighty six. Truly? Yeah, we've covered it on this podcast. We've covered it on this podcast? We have. Wow, Ben's nodding effusively. I mean, it's good. Broadcast news? No, that's 87. Mm. That was a Christmas movie. Too. You know, I, 85, 86, 87, I always get mushed up wrong. Sure. Uh, okay. That's and acceptable. We've covered <laughs> it. We've covered it on this podcast. Robocop's 87. It's a sequel. It's a sequel. Mm. Piranha 2, the spawning. Mm, no, I'm joking. More I know it's not. Okay. More successful sequel. We've covered it on this podcast. We also cover the first movie. No. Oh. Aliens? Oh. Oh. Uh, Aliens in its fifth week wow. has made $55 million. Right. Another masterpiece. Number four, another sequel to the biggest hit of, I don't know, last year or whenever this fucking <laughs> the original one came out. We have not covered it on the podcast. But it's a big, it's one of the big movies of the 80s? Yeah, yes, yes. Definitive 80s movie. And how'd the sequel do? Great, 115. And do they make another one? Hell yeah. How many they made they a make? bunch. They made five overall, if you can count like spinoffs and reboots and shit. Count spinoffs and reboots. That sounds hmm. tough. Is it a Rambo? No. Hmm. 86. Spinoffs and reboots, he says. Would that be Die Hard 2? Nope. Damn. Nope. I think Die Hard 1 is 87. No. Yeah. Spinoffs and reboots. Is it is it a star driven? Give me the no. give me the genre, my friend. Kid. Kid kid oh. movie. Oh. That's the movie. genre. Kid. With spin-offs and reboots. This was the most successful. This was the biggest one? Mm-hmm. Which people kind of forget. It peaked at two. It's a kid franchise. Spin-offs. And reboots. Is a kid the star? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. 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 But there's like an older guy who's like, you know, the co-star. <gasps> <laughs> this is a tough one. Chris yeah. is fucking Bigfooting you right now. Older guy and a kid. And does the kid still work today? Mm, barely. Okay. Only in like nostalgia projects. I'm probably way off on the timing. Bad News Bears 2? Nope. It's not, a, it's not a Feldman. Yeah. Think like a big deal. This, this, these movies were very like successful. endlessly parodied. Sure. Endlessly parodied. Yep. This is the biggest. Everyone, it is. But that's a bad clue because you would never remember that this was well, the biggest. Well, I mean, me though. I might sure, remember. Right. You, might, you might. A kid and an older guy. That's oh my right. God. Everybody's- oh, 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 I know. Exactly. What? what is it? It is. It's Karate Kid Part 2. That's right. Oh, the Karate Kid wow. Part 2. A I literal see, kid. The thing is, I don't it. view him as a kid when yeah. I watch it, those it, movies. It's I'm in still, the title. I'm, you're right. You're right. But I always looked up to Ralph Macchio to this day still. Because yes. I'm like, boy, maybe oh, I could boy. learn karate. Yeah. Number five. Good. Hey, look. Good hands. You're doing good here. That's one of those weird ones where it's like touching the part of yeah. the elephant and trying to describe it. Like, yeah. you describe any element of Karate Kid and it sounds like a different movie. And you would immediately know it, too. Right. Yes, yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Number five is a movie that is the final film of a legend, but it also stars one of the most famous actors alive when he's, like, young. Is it Nothing in Common? It's Nothing in Common 
Gary Marshall's Nothing in oh, Common God. with wow. Jackie Gleason. I was I was hoping I would get to describe the poster to you. Well, no, it's one of those what? movies where it's like two guys are looking at each other and they're not happy. Do you know why <laughs> this movie seared into my brain? Why? It was a question at our trivia night that we used to go to at Videology in Brooklyn, RIP. Yeah, rip. And it was like, what's the name of the film that stars Tom Hanks and Jackie Gleason? And I was like, oh, fuck. I'm remembering I mean, the poster. I mean, it's a pretty boring title. It's the two Here of them. The, they got the hats. They're staring <laughs> off at each other. And I was like, what's it called? Oh, fuck. It's nothing. So it's not nothing but trouble. It's not nothing. And I was like trying. I was like, guys, help me. And everyone else was like, I have no idea what it is. Sure. And I was like, what is it? It's nothing in nothing. And then I turned to our friend, member of the team, Common Volkovsky. Yeah. And I said, nothing in common. What is it? That's right. <laughs> and it wasn't a joke. That's how I figured it out. That's how his name is K-A-M-E-N. That's right. And by saying his name, I remembered the title. Nothing in common. Nothing in common. They have nothing in common, yeah. I guess. What's that movie about? It's, I think it's that's about awful. that. It's about right. Uh, so that's your top five. Wow. Top Gun is still in there. A Ruthless People. Heartburn. Yeah. It is shocking to me that Ruthless People made as much money as it did. It was, it was people humongous. Did Dude, so well. Is it the highest Adjusted grossing for, of the Zuckers? Adjusted? Mm, I don't know. It made 174 Adjusted, which is a lot. Yeah. For a Danny DeVito vehicle. But I think Airplane might be unbeatable. Air, airplane made $280 million Adjusted. Really? Wow. Yeah. I mean, also consider like all the money it made off of TV too, man. Airplane right. oh. is still is so on big. TV yeah. nonstop. Um, and Naked Gun two and a half made one eighty six. Naked Gun two and a half was is, that's the biggest of the three. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Is Airplane the only spoof movie that has surpassed what it's spoofing? Because 100%. It's, you know, like there's all those airplane airport yeah. airport seventy seven right. and shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think uh, yes. And and what was it? Zero hour? Is that the other thing? Yes, that's right. the movie. It's sort of specifically right. spoofing, right? Yes, I. I mean, I remember watching that Disaster as a movies. kid and not having my my parents were like, "You like Mel Brooks? Here's another parody movie." And I was mm -hmm. like, "This isn't parodying anything." <laughs> like any Mel Brooks movie I watched, and I was like, "Cool, sci-fi, horror, westerns." And I was like, "This isn't a genre. What's a parodying?" My parents were like five huge movies, one of which was nominated for Best Picture. The 1970s airplane the craze. Weird fucking subgenre. Plane check, dude. Plane check. Go through all of them. Oh, all the planes, all the airport movies. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you can oh, end God. with uh, Delta uh, Force. I was going to say United 93. But... Oh, oh, no, boy. I'll never watch it. <laughs> Delta Force. You'll never watch United 93. Is that really? a movie that you've avoided watching because it'll just freak you out too much? Mm. Wow, good movie. No, thank you. Good movie, I will never watch again. Oh, yeah. Well, especially because yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. was like, no, but it's very realistic. And I was like, I'm backing further yeah. away. <laughs> You're not helping this. It yes, really exactly. captures what it would exactly be like to have that experience. It'll turn you into a right. Lars von Trier or a, who, who did we say seven Mick hours ago? Mick G. Mick G. I'm, I'm a Mick G, basically. Yes. Yes. That's not true. I'll get on him. You know the great irony? Mick G, Afraid of Flying, also directed Pretty Fly for a White Guy music video. Wow. wow. You know, now that you say that, it makes total sense stylistically. Yes. It's all there. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's um, true. Yeah. We're done. We're done. Right? Wow! Wow! Yeah. Yeah. Final wow. thoughts. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great movie. movie. It's great it's movie. I feel Check like it out. for production designers to get to design the serial killer's home yeah. is really fun. It's really oh yeah, fun. yeah. That must be like one of the best design jobs you can get. The other one I think of that I think is really well done is uh, uh, Stellan Sarsgaard's weird uh, murder basement in, in uh, um, Girl with the Dragon Girl, I love that murder basement. Yes. It's yes. a great murder it's basement. It's like very clean sort of Ikea murder basement. I just basement. like thinking about that, that the guy's like, 
All right. I love murder. I guess I'll have to design a whole basement. Yeah. Right. right yeah. Right. And he makes it very clean. Like yes, my his fam- is very like, it's like a meat locker. I, I'm more of a, uh, a science of the lamb murder basement. That is one of the great bur- uh, murder yeah. basements. I mean, That's you have a you well. Mean the very, yes. yes. You have a well. You yeah. have a freaking insect place. You and got your ministry on in yeah, the back. Oh, please. Insect place. I love dollar hides. I mean, just like that 80s, like cube glass brick. Yes. The, 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 the moonlight and the, not the actual, not the moonlight from the moon, but like this Can't light, light that's a moon. He's got a moon on his wall. One and big this, fucking image. Yeah. And those, and like Mars as yeah. well. It's yeah. just, it's, it's surprising for a serial killer to be so into space. And I like it. He likes yeah. space. Maybe yeah. he thinks we'd all be better off up there. Yeah, he's kind of a space guy. I do want to know how much the critics had their knives out for this movie. Cause I think they were all just like, Fuck Miami Vice. We're sick of it. Yeah. You know, I think people were over Miami Vice. Right. And everyone's read on man was style over substance. Exactly. And so they were like, overkill, He's the MTV hokey. That's the, the crazy yeah. thing is that they wrote him <laughs> off as the, they were like, oh, right. this is all music yeah, and colors. Yeah, this guy's flash in the pan. He was yeah. man right. G. Yeah. Uh, and like, I, uh, Shelly, Sheila, Sheila Benson at the LA Times was like, she well cast Wasteland. What? But, I'll say this, yeah. Leonard Malton, who liked the movie, yeah. said it's gripping and it's surprisingly non-exploitative. Wow. I which is kind of a good take on Manhunter. Ebert Manhunter liked is it too. Sure, sure. I, I think, don't know what Ebert thought. I feel like I saw Ebert's yeah. review. It could have definitely relished more in the killings and done all Oh, yeah. Right, no, it kind of cuts away from all that. Like yeah. the wheelchair thing is very brief. You right. don't see yeah. him ripping off the guy's lips, like any yeah. like which are all like those are elements in the book that yeah. he just sort of skims over. Especially compared to all the other uh, Hannibal Lecter projects. Right, and you also see you don't see the murder photos like in full until that quick shot of him on the airplane, right? Where the kid sees it, right? And even so, you're not seeing the worst of them. And no, you're seeing not very at all. quick flashes. Yeah, no, that is a that is a fair take from old Malty. Good job, Malty. star of Gremlins too. He seems like more of a VH1 director than a, like uh, on just surfaces alone. <laughs> yeah, like not MTV. Like wow, 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 wow. Like right. just like. Obviously, this is this, you know, MTV is very early, and then you yes. age into like what we would think is VH1 would be early MTV, I would think. I just think it's incredible that, like, like when the, the man, O'Taurus, always go, like, he doesn't make movies for kids, he makes movies about grown ups. <laughs> and when he was making these early movies, everyone's like, this guy's making fucking movies for kids. <laughs> What's this kiddie bullshit? I guess that's right, that's how it goes. Yeah, right? it's I just know I want my man TV. Hey, hey. on that note. Yep. <laughs> On that note, end this podcast. Yes. <laughs> Finish it. Uh, we hate movies. Uh, everyone everyone should be listening. Yes, please do listen yeah. to our show. Yeah, you could find us at uh, whmpodcast.com and wherever podcasts are available. I do want to quickly tease something, if that's okay. Oh, oh yes, boy. please. That's okay. We will be do- people always ask this because we don't go out there very often, but we are going to be doing a West Coast tour <gasps> in November, early November. Okay. Give a lot of heads up. For all our uh, West Coast, uh, yeah. do, you, do you have a name for your listeners? Is there like a mm. no? Because our fans are blankies. Yeah, I saw the blankies. We've been thinking about it, and like hey. haters just doesn't yeah. work. Uh, move, we, movers. We started our show in 2010, <laughs> and it was a bad name. It was a fine name. It's okay, but uh, I think we said Halos once before. <laughs> Halos. Hate Halos, like Juggalo, but Hate Halos. Uh, I mean, I think that's really yeah, good. Griff, that's up Griffin's alley. That's okay, up okay good. Alley. Well, if Griffin likes it, we'll keep it. Yeah, cool. Uh, so all those West Coast hate-a-lows. <laughs> come on out. Yeah, come on out. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Thanks to Andrew Gudo for our social media. Joe Bo and Pat Rounds for our artwork. Liam Montgomery for our theme song. Go to blankies.reddit.com for some real nerdy shit. Go to Tee Public for some real nerdy shirts. Uh, Patreon. 
uh, blank check bonus features where we do commentaries on uh, franchises. And I guess we're now committed to doing uh, all of the uh, the airport movies someday. <laughs> uh, sure. Right. Yeah. That's on the list now. Yeah. That's uh, in the hopper. That's going to be it. the next one after the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. The obvious next franchise to cover. It's like the, it's the 70s MCU, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, come on. Uh, uh, and as always, uh, uh, Hannibal Lecter is adding. <laughs>